But um, I got one for you, though, Shonda, uh, Shonda Rhimes. Real quick, before we go into the next hour, Fireliners, you heard about Shonda Rhimes? The creator no. of um, Grace Anatomy and um, damn Scandal? No, I haven't heard. She went the fuck off on the former Arkansas governor's comment. No, no, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, wait. You talking about Huckleby? Yeah, about Huckleby. Yes, Mike Mike Huckleby. Wow. Yes, Mike Huckleby. Thursday afternoon, over comments that the that he said um, that he said he made criticizing what he considers government patronizing towards women and reproductive health. He says, um, I think she says, she says, I want Mike Huckleby to wake up tomorrow having suddenly grown a fucking pussy. <laughs> then I want to deny his vagina proper. <laughs> then I want to deny his pussy proper medical care and birth control while making crazy statements about his, um, what's that word, libido. Libido. To see how he yeah, likes that's... it. <laughs> <laughs> he said women are not interested in hearing politicians talk about their libido that women are so much more mature than that, and there is no such thing as a Republican war on women. Do you agree with that? No, I told you they've been at war. I told you. Every time we talk about this, I say the Republicans war on women and their sex organs. Right. That's right. Oh, that's, that's what she's referencing. Right, because she also was referring to comments he made at the Republican National Committee um, in the Winter Conference in D.C. on Thursday where he said Democrats unfairly painted the GOP as waging a war on women. And he says our party stands for the recognition of the equality of women and the capacity of women. That's not a war on them. It's a war for them. And if the Demo- and if the what he said now, and if the Democrats want to insult the women of America by making them believe that they are helpless without Uncle Sugar <laughs> coming in and providing for them a prescription each month for birth control because they cannot control their libido or their reproductive systems without the help of the government, then so be it. That's what he said. That's that double speak because he's calling, um, first of all, he's lying blatantly. Anybody who receives any type of public welfare, Medicaid, does not get contraceptives covered. Mm-hmm. Contraceptives are not covered by Medicaid, so he's absolutely lying. But when you're dealing with a bunch of eighth-grade mentality people, you can tell them anything because they don't know shit. And when he's saying that uh, Uncle Sugar, he is again doing the same thing Ronald Reagan did in attacking women on welfare. Welfare queen statement. Yes. Mm-hmm. See, there, this is, again... If a strategy works, why change it? And so, therefore, if the shit worked in 1980, why wouldn't it work today? Because you're dealing with the same uneducated motherfuckers as Reagan was dealing with then. And and wow. at the same time, assaulting women, talking about they can't control their pussies, talking about because they can't control their libido. 
Yeah, yeah, he's actually saying that this is not, that what they're doing, the draconian laws on abortion in these, these Tea Party states, is not an attack against women. So it is, again, vote against your own best interest. When it comes down to who you choose, mm. choose the person who goes against your best interest. So what is the opposite then? So what is the Democrat saying? Because I don't get it. Well, the opposite is Obamacare. That's the exact opposite. Even in Obamacare, you don't get contraceptives. Because you're, the federal government can't regulate contraceptives. It's a law. Okay. Okay, because Huckabee look now, that nigga said that bitches cannot control their reproductive system without the help of the government. No. (laughs) (laughs) Don, he didn't say the reproductive system. He said libido. He said yeah, he says libido. No, that's the quote. He said libido and much. reproductive system. Right. That's you're what he, you fucking close your You're animals. You're acting like animals. Yeah, he's saying that you can't do it time. without us. <laughs> you don't know how to keep your legs closed. That's and it. you're going to need us to, that's to that's teach you how. That's right. exactly right. Exactly right. You need a man to tell you how to live your life. When you can live your life, when you can have a baby, when you can go to work, when you have to stay home, what groceries you can buy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You need a man to dictate to you. What did that one politician say on Fireliners or one of those candidates said the best birth control they ever had in the 50s was holding a dime between your legs? (laughs) The best birth control they ever had in the 50s and 60s was holding a dime between your legs. A dime. And a dime. Yeah. Dime. What the fuck like that a nickel mean? or dime. You have to okay. hold your legs real close in order to hold a little teeny tiny dime. Dime. Okay, I'm slow. Thank you for that. The uh, These people are full of this shit. The, women cannot have babies produced from a rape because their bodies were automatically aborted. What? Yes, that has been a Tea Party line. What? One of these Tea Party people said, they said, how can you be against abortion if the mother's life is in danger, if it is a child who was raped? If the person who was raped finds out they're pregnant and they want to get, they want to abort the baby, and this guy, this politician, Tea Party guy, said, women don't have abortion, don't have rapey, rapist babies. If you're raped, your body will automatic, God will automatically abort the baby. Well, he saw that shit at, because all the rapes that took place in the Bible, uh, those babies were born. Well, I'm just telling you, this is the mentality of these people. They, you know, when they say they reject science, they reject science on every level. Science is a bad word. So 
so they they have these um so in other words the republicans yeah. are more fucking christians cult cultists than goddamn democrats yeah absolutely right. absolutely yes. done yeah science is ungodly yes yeah so they're more okay i get it i get it so the <laughs> So the Republicans are fucking more more Christians than goddamn them Democrats. This is because oh my god, that's some interesting shit. They're cult. Yes. They're they evangelical. They it makes sense for them to be to be a cult though, because the way that they see women and view women is a cult is is just like in the damn Bible. Yes. Yeah, women have no we choice. We we say right. what we we say what it's gonna be. Yeah, controlling yeah. women through scripture. In all the three monotheistic mm-hmm. religions, is is and you you don't have a say. So that's your that's your government. That's your Republican. I see it. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That they they really believe in um, the orthodox Christianity, not this new Christianity shit. The orthodox, where they're evangelicals. When you're talking to them, you're talking to people who believe that the earth is six thousand years old. And that people rolled around the earth on dinosaurs. And freaking credible. Well. You want to okay, get more? Okay, so basically your job is to stay in, what is it, barefoot and pregnant. Now, that's Democrats though, right? Republicans. That's Republicans. Democrats, Democrats are pro-choice are and Republicans is what? I don't know. You know Pro-life. Republicans are pro-life. Then that's your Democrat, barefoot and pregnant. Republicans are like, you know, nigga, we could kill the baby or give you a pill. No, 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 no. No. That's, no. no. You got it backwards. You got it backwards. Oh, Democrats Demo- are what? What are Democrats? Pro-choice. Pro-choice. Oh, a bitch can do what she want to do. Got it. Got yes. it. Yes. Yes. Republicans are what? Pro-life. <laughs> So you understand okay. that when you say when you say pro that that Republicans are pro life, what they did, Frank Lutt, we got to go back to this guy who invented the double speak for the Republicans. His name is Frank Lutz. Frank Lutz came up with the term pro life, which automatically makes you think that the Democrats are pro death. Got you. When in fact Republicans are the biggest consumers and peddlers of death. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, 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 okay. So Republicans they are barely... more like, but isn't it, doesn't it seem, okay, wait, if Republicans are, wait a minute, I'm confused. Okay, Republicans are. Hey, 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 I'm feeling good tonight, man. What's good? We in the building for some hard damn politics, man. What's Good, it's your girl Nefertiti. We in the building. I had to get my little hyphy music on, so I said, "Man, I'm about to play this shit on air." It's, I'm feeling real, feeling real hyphy. I've been hyphy all day though, like since the Don Nicoleone show. I've been like, that's all I said. Neff is so wired. I've been wired all day, so I'm keeping, uh, do my best to try to keep it rolling for some high damn politics. We got a lot to talk about, but I'm doing a little DJing. I'm doing a little, a little DJing. Tonight for some hard damn politics, man. I was just like, damn, because I ain't been listening like, to none of this new shit per se. But if anybody, I wish I 
I wish I can was here, man. Body remember the early days of Pile Talk, right? The after party. I used to go head up with Sakim Ra about the relevance or who was gonna be next up in rap, right? And I was telling I was it was I was telling about Kendrick Kendrick Lamar. I was up on Kendrick Lamar, that would verify this. I was up on Kendrick Lamar way before he ever blew on the scene, right? I, I remember when the nigga was called K Dot. But he's from L.A., and so I knew about him. I found out about him. Uh, when we used to play a lot of his music in the AP, those, um, you know, in the early days, we'd be up all night. It'd be like Jael in the building and, you know, Sock Him, and you'd be, you know, like the hip-hop head crew. Like, we used to have a hip-hop head crew. Like, that's when Jay Hiller used to be in the chat a lot, and it was like, we was like, so we'd be up, like, real early in the a.m. and listen to fucking hip-hop. So, but anyway... I was big on Lamar, Kendrick Lamar, but he turned out to be what I thought he was going to be, which is kind of like the next step up, like the next up. But anyway, his crew, to me, Top Dog Entertainment, the niggas who run TDE, was hella underrated, right? And I used to listen to them all the time because they used to be a group. And shout out to um, SZA. What's up, um, Zena? Zena know who I'm talking about, that girl SZA. Um, Love Galore. Um... She like the singer of of the crew, and a lot of people don't know that other chick uh, who like Asian Blasian, who I heard I can't pronounce her name, Ayoka. She she came up with uh, Kendrick Lamar and them. But but the reason why I'm telling you all this because I said I haven't I've been removed from like hip hop in that in that sense, like, that new shit. I've kind of stepped away for that because I got other interests that take up a lot of my time, so I ain't kept up. But I was, um, Saturday, I was doing some work, and I needed some I needed some music to work to to keep me up, to keep me going, so I had to play some music. And I, I said, damn, I've been so away from, like, the hip-hop scene, I forgot about the niggas from Top Dog Entertainment. And them niggas is badass rappers, like, None of that mumble shit, no disrespect to Migos and anybody who fucks with them, but none of that shit that they got going on. Like, them niggas is like vintage 1990s rappers, you know what I'm saying? Like, them niggas rap, for real rap. You know what I'm saying? Like, for for real, for real rap. And so, I said, damn. And J-Rock, who I've been listening to in the AP, he like a, he like a um, throwback, so it's, it's J-Rock. It's the nigga who made, this is my Anunnaki flow. You hear that? That's on the um, switchboard. You check out my Anunnaki flow. He in that crew, too. It's him. It's like it's like three or four of them. And them niggas is bad. They was called Black Hippies. See, a lot of people don't know. They, that was a, a group that Kendrick Lamar and all them niggas formed together, and it was called Black Hippies. And um, But they all individual artists on that label. But... I'm starting to look, cause I'm starting to, like, you know, I, so I have some time. Like I said, I'm I'm working and I'm looking. So I'm like, damn, so now these cats are coming back up in the scene because it's funny. You would think that when one of your one of your folks blow, which was Kendrick Lamar, that everybody else get left behind. But I like how they're doing it because they're strategically putting out each artist for them to all get their lane to do their fucking thing because they all got different talents, different, you know what I'm saying? Like the nigga, um, I can't think of his name right now. Um, the nigga who do Anunnaki flow, he's more, um, I, I, I dare say conscious based, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, like I said, you can listen to his raps and that's where he rap from. 
the nigga J-Rock is like your old school 1990s drug dealer flow. You know, the nigga on the block flow. Um, my other nigga, um, I forget the, his name. Damn, uh, he skips my head. I can't, I'll have to come in here in a minute. But anyway, so I was jamming in the AP, getting all hypey for this shit. So I said, let me play this track, because this shit go right here. Um, it got Kendrick Lamar, J-Rock. It actually got Future on it. And um, just Cat and James Blake, and that shit go hard. So I'm going to play one of these complete tracks, man, before we get to the show tonight. Tonight's show is going to be, you know, I'm going to bring my best to bring it to you, but it's called Everybody Wants to Rule the World. So we got a lot to talk about, a lot to build on. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully Mr. Lowry come in tonight and um, is able to build in the building, uh, you know, because I, I love his insight and stuff like that because um, – I ain't got a lot of people that talk politics with. <laughs> so hopefully he come in and um and build with me. Outside everybody else in the chat room too. So that's what it is, man. It's WGAG Radio. It is hot damn politics. It's Wednesday night. You already know what it is. Right, right. Nigga, you can't multitask, nigga. Y'all niggas can't multitask. 
Don't nobody talk shit like me, bitch. Check it out. For your money and my money ain't the same damn kind. I could live your life and my life at the same damn time. See my riding out money, that's your buy your house money. I got that, I could build a mall right by your house money. Hold up, say you got that 550. You talking about that Benz, nigga? Say I got that 550. I'm talking about them M's, nigga. All black phantom, white seat. I killed them, bring them white sheep. Say, ooh, I think she like me. Cause I got me back like white teeth. Time and times, people, fortune, force. Same damn time. Double XL GQ vibe store. Same damn time. Nigga, you don't let that shit that's in your lane ass rhymes. Y'all don't woke a sleeping giant. Now the game back. Mine. Don't be mad, nigga. Be motivated.
just another fan ho You say you the plug, but that nigga ain't got a gram no Your nigga just a logo, I know bosses in Japan ho Japan ho so what you saying, ho? I know that your man, ho. Send that nigga back to you once I run it down, ho. Never chase a nigga, thought I told your lame ass that. You thought you was something, cause I let you leak the cat. Wondering how did she do that? Look at Instagram boutique shit you got on bitches wet. <laughs> Playing around them M's and they say that pussy back. Riding around in my city in the back of my Maybach. Man, you know a bitch for now what you gon' do with that? Straight up. In and out of this country, bitch. I got stamps on my bitch. Stay in line, I'm a boss for my back. But it hairs on my finger, baby. Hate on
land. On over the Calibro way. I know y'all niggas out there get money to cater. Got there, hey, we going on down to Miami, shout out. Hey, we know y'all niggas got them things down there for the low. I'm coming to get some. Hey, what time for me niggas up in Tennessee, shout up in Orange?
that I want to talk about before we really fall off into, jump off into politics, right? Yeah, I fuck with nerds. Yeah, man. Yeah, nerds are the shit, man. Nerds are the shit. You know, they, nerds make the world go round, for real, for real, you know. Um, I'm going to talk about something. Are you, any of you all familiar with the term incels? <laughs> no doubt, man. I love you too, Twain. Uh, you, have you, any of you heard of the term incels? That word, I-N-C-E-L-S. Now, don't talk about them because in sales, you got you can't stay. You got to go. We got to get. You got to work some hours tonight, Twain. Oh, you can't say that you have. Got it. Oh, you can't say that you have heard of them. Got, oh, I follow you. I follow you. Okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, in sales are basically men who are frustrated. With women, because they can't get no pussy, they get no play. They sit in their rooms and get on computers and degrade women all day because they're frustrated. Now, there's a difference to me between white incels and black incels. I mean, because I'm, I've always said this, and I'm going to go to this. I ain't even going to go into it right now, man, because I want to hear one more beat, man. Let me tell you, I'm, <laughs> because I'm going to um, I'm gonna play one more beat because I got a clip on it, too. I had a clip, uh, okay, J1, and, and a million motherfuckers liking. And let me tell you, and, it's, and, it's, and I, I already knew the root cause. I already knew the root cause. I knew it a long time ago. Why what's happening to these men and it's the major it's the mass majority of men. And I will tell you why I already knew it deep down in my spirit. All this shit is just being confirmation for what I already knew, what I've always said and I've said it to other men and I know it's a reality. Most men do not want to admit it. They don't want to admit it, but are we gonna get into it? We're gonna talk about the incels. Yeah, check check that out. Look that shit up. Incels, I-N-C-E-L. I'm glad they got a name for these motherfuckers because I already, I always knew they exist. Go back to the first time you start interacting with men as a young girl. Go back to when you was 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. And you're going to see that these cats have always been here. They've always been around us. Now they just, they're in, they're in the society and they're very dangerous. Incels are very dangerous. They are spread in particular pockets of society. A lot of them are in military. A lot of incels are military people. And we're going to talk to though. We're going to talk about it. A lot of them are, um, you know, I'm going to talk about these motherfuckers, man, because I, I want to talk about it. And I got advice. Vice News did a whole, a whole, like, newscast on incels because we're finding that a lot of these mass shootings a lot of this shit going on are headed by incels it's really funny because they call them terrorists and 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 they call them cells or something like terrorist cells and i find it that they're calling these these group of men incels and i'm telling you man i think 
I think 70% of the world, 70% of the population of men, I'm being generous by only saying 70% of them, are incels. I'm going to get into it. We're going to talk about what they are, man. I mean, and for real, Tank, and I'm not, and I'm not doing this on a so-called feminist rant. It's just my years of observation, and I've always said these things. You know, I've always said this about guys, and then I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why because y'all, y'all remember um, Young Brian, right? Brian that um, come in the chat room. They used to call him Young Brian. We got the same birthday, Young B. Yeah. He, bless his heart, bless his fucking heart, I fucks with him, he inboxes me a lot because he has a lot of questions about women, he's a very, um, he a kind dude, but he's very frustrated with life, and I told him, nigga, you gotta get a lot of that hate out of your heart for women that you have, he is on the cusp of becoming like these incels, and and they're frustrated with themselves because they're very incomplete individuals. You know what I'm saying? They have very low self-esteem, and they act out in anger. When they act out in anger towards women, they 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 build up a vile and a, and a vitriol and a hate for women. I'm start, I, but like I said, when you start going back in your life and your time as a woman, you start to see that they. Them, these guys have always been here. They've always been around us. They just gave them a, that label now, you know. Yeah, he, you know, I mean, like, B, I, I mean, I must say I got a little soft spot for Brian because we share the same um, New Year. And, um, but he, um, he trying. He trying. He's really, he's trying to get shit out of him that he knows is uh it's gonna it's gonna affect him, it's gonna damage him. You know what I'm saying? Like for real. And I I, I, and I applaud him because he under he 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 recognized that within himself. He not denying that shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was fucking some white girl. He said <laughs> he inboxed me, he said, Neff, I'm tired of fucking the white girl <laughs> He said, I'm tired of fucking this white girl. <laughs> ah. Right, get you, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, J1. Yeah, get you. It's, it's, it's a lot of them, man. Keyword, Zena, involuntary. Involuntarily celibate. Involuntarily. Involuntarily. Meaning that they want to be with women because... They haven't figured out women. They have low self-esteem. They don't know how to communicate with women. You understand what I'm saying? And we're going to get into it. And I'm and I'm talking about exclude the men who will pay a hoe. I'm talking about I'm, I'm talking about exclude men who will pay a bitch to suck their dick and let, you know, a prostitute, a true life prostitute. So that's where a lot of them have to end up going to, to, to be with a woman in any kind of sexual way or intimate way. What about their mothers? That's a good question, J1. I don't know. They, that, that's a good question. I, it's, it's something there, too. I mean, um, but in relation to what? What about their mothers? Like the hate, like they do, do the whole hatred for, for their mothers, you mean? 
J one? Is that what you? Oh, okay. That can definitely be the um root cause of it. That I mean, I, I mean, we know that plays some kind of part in it. We can't, we can't be. I can't be a, um, blind to that. But I'm talking, about, you know, we, but we're talking about as they grow and they have, and then they try to form, or no, they can't form relationships or any kind of um, this with women, and so it's, but you know. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, I mean, he cares. You know, he cares for his um, twin sister. He has a twin sister. He has nieces and that. You know, like as I'm saying, like he is. He 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 ain't a what we call a fucked up person. He just he fucked up on the inside. That's all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, a person that's trying, but they're like they're so frustrated with life. There's a lot of people like that. They can't figure out. They can't figure shit out. So that shit can like drive a person crazy when they can't figure out why shit is happening or why it's not happening in their life. I don't get it. Why? 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 And they ask you that why in such a, you know, that you can hear the anger in the why. Why? Why do people? Why do women see me as a fucking lame? Why can't I get a woman? Why are they fucking? You know, like it's like you can like that shit is crazy. That shit is crazy. And I always felt like I'm being a, a good Samaritan <laughs> by by talking to him from time to time in, in chat. That I'm I'm being a good Samaritan, possibly helping that there won't be a uh, an, an outburst, a violent outburst. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's how I feel. What up, Twain? Yeah, but if I hey, I tell you this. It's true. It is about these niggas, but the fact is, if I if I can help a cat from actually committing a violent act against a, a woman, because they're not gonna take that shit out on no man. Let me tell you, the only way that it would happen is if he take his own life or they end up doing mass shootings and mass things. But most of the time, they're gonna take their frustration out on you know. They are one of them. Um, shootings like some years ago was a young boy uh and he just targeted he went into a lunchroom and he was a shoe school shooting but he shot all girls you know he shot majority it was a couple of guys that got shot but it was a mass majority of girls you know and this is shit that they don't talk about they don't cover and it was that boy in la that boy in la that shot up a whole bunch of people um on a college campus i think it was in santa barbara or something like that he left a letter he he called himself an incel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that that's how I and Tony for real. That's really how I. That's how I see it. That's really how I see it. Again, he he served time in the military. I be it be these it be you know it be these motherfuckers who got access. And who are trained shooters and, and shit like that. Right. He's still in his twenties. And shit like that. So I'd be like, we're going to talk about it, though, man. It's hot damn politics, but I think this has a political twist to it, too. I think this has a political twist to it, too, even though, you know, it might be, it's, you know, we. I'm not talking about politics per se, but um, I think it's something that needs to be explored, discussed, and stuff like that. Because I think we either have some of these cats in our family, we see them. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the case may be. And I'm almost like, man, you need, like, these motherfuckers need to be turned in. 
I'm going to be like, bro, you need to be turned in. You are dangerous. Highly dangerous, man. All right, but we going to drop off here. We're going to jump off into the show, man. It's hot damn politics. We're going to play a couple of bills and, and get right in. But I'm going to play this clip of, of the incels. I'm, I'm going to play it. And I see that movement among niggas, too. And, yeah, and I'm going to talk about um, – Men going their own way. I'm going to talk about that click because that's what I hear them and I see that shit. They are, to me, the black side of incels. Black men's side of incels. Yeah, buddy. We're going to get into it. It is WGAG Radio. Goddamn politics. Look at the air. People always debate it. Who's the greatest player of all time? Dumb question. It should be who's the greatest team of all time. WGAG Radio. Sorry, Showtime. WGAG Radio. Back to back. WGAG Radio. First three P. WGAG Radio. Even with the flu. WGAG Radio. No push off. WGAG Radio. And my favorite. Radio. Tough to beat that. What? You think there's someone else? Prove it. Look at the air. Look at the Members of You catch my gear legs open better smash that. Don't be surprised if she asks where the cash shit. Let's talk about what they don't want you to talk about. On the Donna Coleon Show, Block Talk Radio, Monday through Sunday, 12 noon, Eastern Standard Time. Or JulieGossip.com, WGAG Radio. WGAG Radio proudly presents for your enrichment and listening pleasure Four minds, four bodies, four souls, four views The Chemistry Lab, where they break down those sometimes complex formulas to its very last compound Join us Thursday nights, 9 to 12 Eastern WGAG Radio. Yeah, it's your boy Jay Illa. And when I ain't here banging out these amazing beats, I'm cooler with my peeps at the Don Nicoleone after party. Come through and chat it up with us anytime. Meet up with the Brain Trust. Come listen to some good music. Get caught up in some good conversation. You may even catch a building session from time to time. Learn something new. Get yourself inspired. What you got to do, you have to go to www.powtalk.com. Search Don Nicoleone the after party. And there you are. And here we go. All Eyes on Egypt presents the Holy Tablet, backed by popular demand. Written and transcribed by Dr. Malachi Zodokyo-Kale, the receiver. This is the scripture that is divinely inspired that will bring about a long overdue change. 
like the phoenix bird rising up out of his ashes. Up, you mighty people, come forth like Lazarus from the tomb. This tablet is food to feed the hunger and to nourish the soul, to give it strength. Rise up, stand up, be counted amongst the people of this world. Be the first to get your copy of the holy tablets while supplies last. At all eyes on Egypt, Monticello, Georgia, 706-468-2319. Tune in to the El Coley Tablet Show every Friday and Saturday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WGAD Radio. Are you tired as hell trying to get your spirituality together but you tune in to these bullshit-ass goddamn radio stations on Sunday with a little holier-than-thou conversation and sick of going to goddamn church all the goddamn time with motherfuckers is asking you for all the goddamn money damn near about to rock your ass to sleep? And ain't even got enough courtesy to feed you during Sunday church services. Listen here. Don't fucking worry about it, goddammit, because real nigga radio got the realest, 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 realest. When I say realest, I mean the realest show. Get your spirituality up. Be able to have conversations with people that are truly about their father's business. But it's the realest goddamn religious show on the goddamn planet. And you know where it's at on WGAG Radio. So tune in every Sunday, 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, to the Son of Man show, hosted by King Ellis, the Adonai soul, and the Son of Man himself. Noble Bodie, every Sunday, 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, and get your praise on and all your questions about God, your spirituality, everything. You need to know how to get right or get back on the right path. On the Son of Man Show, that's 12 noon every Sunday on WGAG Radio. Yes, King Ellis fine ass. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for WGAG Radio. Thank you, Allah. Thank you, God. Yes. King Ellis fine ass. Jesus, you know I ain't got no money. And them bad ass kids get on my nerve and I got to bring them to church. Father, oh, oh, this is beautiful. Ooh, thank you, yes. thank you, thank you. You yes. just saved my soul, restored my faith. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, I found my place. Yes. I found my place. Thank you, Man, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, all the angels. Mm. Thank everybody. Mm. Thank God. The law for following up. Allah, Elohim, all you motherfuckers. Oh, I'm coming to the Son yes, of Man show. This is about this at church. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yes. Sound like I'm fucking. Mm-hmm. God damn. Hallelujah. Ooh, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Oh, amen. Amen. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Please welcome the Brain Trust. The Brain Trust. Welcome to 
brain trust. The brain trust. Brain trust, the brain trust. Brain trust, the brain trust. Welcome to the Brain Trust. Yes. Right. What is good? What is good, y'all? What's going on? 
going on? We are in the building tonight for some hot damn politics. It's your girl Nefertiti surviving the game. We got a lot to discuss tonight, man. It's a lot going on in the world. Um, gonna talk, man. I mean, I don't even know what. I know I'm gonna start, but I'm like, I don't know where to start. But I want to say what's up. First, I'm gonna start off with, with saying what's up to everybody and. Um, Thank y'all for tuning in tonight, because I always say you can be doing anything and anyone, but you're here tonight listening to Hot Damn Politics, so it is much, uh, greatly appreciated, you know what I'm saying? Like, for real. And uh, shout out to everybody that's hanging out in the Don Nicole Young after party. was good with y'all? Everybody posted up. Sister Zena is in the building, man, host of the Ells Holy Tablet Show every Friday night, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time is in the building. Self-Guided is in the building. What's up with your SG? Hanging out tonight. Nanya Biz, the nomad. Nanya, I got something for you tonight, too, and for all the all the roamers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, that's what's up. That's what's up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just saw a text. That's what's up. Uh, shout out. To, um, but I got something for the nomads, man, those who um, like to travel around and, and can always get up and, and pack up and move and do the damn thing. Um, I, I'm, I got something for y'all, some business, right? Like, you know, business-oriented is money-oriented, you know, straight up. And, I, and it's funny because I think it's kind of connected to the spots like where um, Don was talking about earlier on her show, she was talking about that map that had no fucking shooting to anything, you know. It, it's kind of related to that. What? what huh? Oh, oh, it's over there. Can always come in at, at the exact time. I'm very ha- thankful, though. He's starting to talk a lot better, man. My baby was slow in his communications uh, with me, but he's his his verbal is getting a lot clearer because I, I, I can't. I, I, I don't have the patience for the baby talk anymore, and I'm glad he's uh, picking that up. <laughs> picking that up. My grandmother always told me the last one is going to move very slow for you, child. All right, because they ain't got to get out the way. Uh, right. Montana is beautiful, um, Nanya. I've been there. You know, I, I was fortunate enough, you know, to, to to really travel around and go to a lot of those, um, I guess they would call it, what do they call that region? It's not the Northwest, I guess it is. Or they call it like the Great Plains of America, whatever, like that shit. I was fortunate enough to um, travel a lot of those places. Like I said, Montana, Wyoming, um, where else, uh, Utah. Yeah, they call it, yeah the plains, right? Yeah, I was I've been fortunate enough to see a lot of that land, and it, it is it is something to behold. But um, shout out though to Donna Colion, the baddest bitch in El Colum. If you did not hear today's show, make sure you go ahead and download today's show. It was another great show as always, man. I, I don't know what she called it, but you need to go to YouTube TV and go listen to today's show. Powerful as always, only as Don does it. Um, what else? Shout out to also who I see. I see Baby Love Leon Twank Star is in the building. What's good with you, Twank? Twank is in the house tonight. Mush Mouse is in the building. What's good with you, Mush? And Get Real is in the building. What's good? Get Real. Mama Get Real is in the house. But 
tonight's show is called Everybody Wants to Rule the World, and it's, it's very true because I've been saying it's an aspect of this presidential shit that people are missing, and, and it's funny because I'm going to give you several perspectives, perspective of the common-ass folk, the perspective of niggas, and the perspective of those who are in the know, those who can see behind the curtain. I'm going to give you, like, all three of those perspectives, how it ties into the history of the formations of Western alliances in the world. Because, like I said, a, a, a serious undertaking is, 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 is taken, is happening in the world without many people recognizing it and standing it. And the media is playing purposely purposely covering it, um, covering it up, of course, because it's a part of a system. Everything is interconnected, and when you have somebody who is seeking to disrupt a system, it's a problem. So, like I said, that's why it's called Everybody Wants to Rule the World. But first, I want to talk about these motherfucking incels. All right, so we're going to hit up on that one. I'm going to play a clip. It's a six-minute clip. I dropped the link already in the chat room um, because, you know, it took me to – the reason why I'm even talking about it is because, of, you know, for the last mass shooting, so to speak, whether it's real or fake. I mean, you know, some shit, you know, to uh, think this one is real, the shooting that took place in L.A. And the reason why I say it, it'd be like that because it's – it don't nobody um <laughs> nobody's talking about it. I think when when the ones they they just don't talk about when they just give you a blimp of the information, a blimp of the story, and it goes away. That's like the real shit. When the shit is hyper hyped up within the um hyped up in the news and then used as a political uh, pawn and shit like that, it's when it's fake. Right, Nanya, Nanya gets it. Nanya says it sounds like the men going their own way, motherfuckers. I'm t- that's the black half of it, of the incels, Nanya. That's what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm saying. They are the black aspect of this, the you know, of these fucking incels. And like I said, I've been seeing it. I've like, I've seen it all of my all of my life. I mean, since I'll just say once I start paying attention to boys, I've been seeing it since I was 15. 15 years old. But anyway, we're going to play this clip. It's called The Life of an Incel. And and like I said, um, this last shooting that took place in L.A., um, a former Marine went into a bar, shot it up, uh, went into a bar. They are connecting him, being on his computer, gathering his own notes that he was one of these, quote, you know, these labels as an incel, right? And took it out on a whole bunch of people one night. This is what they're not reporting. You say, how do you get hold of it, Neff? Because six degrees of separation. I have a former teammate who was actually, um, actually a former college teammate whose cousin was one of the victims in that in that shooting. And that cousin of theirs, I saw. So I know this person existed. So it's not like, you know, you know what I'm saying? I know that this person, because he used to come to our basketball games. 
when we would go down to play L.A., when we would go play um, with the schools like Azusa Pacific and shit like that, they would come to the games. They died in that shootout, point being. Let me go. So here's the, let me play, let me get this, this clip is lined up. We're going to play it real quick, and then I'll go into other aspects of uh, other mass shootings to find out these people's inner thoughts. Here we go. Ellie, I'm going to fireball multiple government buildings, Ellie. My name is Spav, S-P-A-F-T. I live in the United Kingdom. Within the next few months, I'm going to fireball multiple Remember that. And if you don't report me to the police, it's on your conscience, honey. <laughs> this is kind of sarcastic. Yeah. This is a performance for the cameras and for me, a woman. Because this is a chat room of incels, virgins spread across three continents. These are my friends. This guy's name was Home Prince. Bald already. This is a guy named Bank. He's a compulsive liar. Yeah, Joey's this white bitch still there. Written by fuck you. And that's just how we talk, though, you know? Like, this bitch, that nigga, this, that, you know? Like, uh, it's just, like, vulgar. And you can call that toxic, but we're all desensitized to it. Most of the world was introduced to incels when Elliot Roger killed six people at UC Santa Barbara in 2014. Police didn't have to search long to learn what motivated a 22-year-old gunman to kill six people and injure seven others. Before doing so, he posted a 141-page manifesto, mostly blaming women for not having sex with him. No slaughter. Every single spoiled, stuck-up, blonde made him a hero among some incels. Then, in Toronto in April, Alec Manassian praised Roger on Facebook before driving a van into a crowd of people, killing 10. Alec Manassian wasn't part of a terrorist group, but it may not be as simple as suggesting he was a lone wolf. What is an incel? It's involuntarily celibate. Um, it's just something you are. You know, Volcel is voluntarily celibate. Incel is involuntarily celibate, meaning you've tried many times and failed. And then there's mental cells, which is probably best with me, someone who, who can't form a relationship because of mental blockage. What have you been diagnosed with? Uh, agoraphobia. Did you hear that? They, the different types of, of incels they, they, they said right there. Oh, oh, I forgot to open my mic. Goddamn, I'm listening to the clip. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm saying I had to pause it because they were saying that there's different types of um, types of these incels. Thank you. Somebody, thank you for putting up two. I would just kept on talking on you, and the calls would have kept coming off the phone line, and I wouldn't even know why. Um, so he said that there's the virgin incel who just uh, uh, who remained a virgin, right? Because he can't relate. Then there's the involuntary celibate who they um who failed with women, who who can't connect in any kind of way, constantly turned down. Then there's the one who comes becomes an in, involuntary celibate due to bad relationships and they have mental blockages. Basically, you know what I'm saying? They're they're afraid. But my point is a lot of these mass shootings 
people driving into fucking crowds of people and stuff, when you start reading more of the backstory of who these people are, they come, they, they are these lonely fucking men who can't, who hate women, hate women. And, and I, and let me tell you this, I've said this. Like for, since I've been 15 years old, and I always know. That I said, look, there's only a small, a small percentage of men who can really get with women. Meaning that women are attracted to them. They don't have to do much of anything because of who they are. They're able to attract women. Most men have to go far and beyond. For, for women to be attracted to him. Most men don't have a natural, uh, um, you know, charisma about them. They do it by way of status, money, industrialness, and things of that nature. The average man would not be able to get, get with women, man. And, I, and, and I, they don't get, they are highly sexually frustrated people. Men ain't fucking. <laughs> and it ain't because they, it's only a small percentage of men who can say, I don't, I don't want to be with, I don't want to have sex. That's only a very small few. The rest of them, they have to try really hard, and they're usually unsuccessful. And I'm talking about people who go out, these are not the people who pay to lay with women. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, like literally go get a hoe. You know what I'm saying? Who be like, I'm, I'm about to go down here to where the spot be, Go pay this bitch to so I can fuck her, or she can suck my dick. Okay, but my point is, when you see the highly toxic "I hate women" whole sluts talk, like I said, men, a lot of men do not how how to relate. They don't. They're not. They can't. Women do not come to them. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Listen, we gotta go back to this one. But a lot, but I'm saying a lot of them they end up shooting up shit. They're very frustrated in life. And this is where you see your movements of your men go their own way. You ever listen to that shit? You ever listen to them speak? They have a, a disdain for women, but yet they want to be with women. This is just like these cats here. They would love to be with women, but they have a disdain for women because they are socially awkward. There are types of, there are, and, and like I said, and these last two shooters have had, who are self-proclaimed incels, and they are military. There's two types, there's a specific, specific types of people who join military. Those who are uh, duty-bound, you know what I'm saying? They come from a family or a lineage of military people. I have family members who... Um, I've been in the military for a long time. I mean, you know, I have, like, generations of military people who, who serve. My auntie, who's in Japan right now, she served. I was just, She served. Her daughter served, which is my cousin, Danielle. Her father served. So they have that generational situation. And then there are the socially awkward men who go into the military. Same, the same type that become police officers and shit. Like I'm talking about socially awkward, meaning that they were always, um, don't, um, 
I'm not talking none of none of you know. Oh, what up, SG? I'm not talking about though. You ain't got to advocate it. That don't mean you have. To, I'm not talking about people who have to versus say. I I don't know. You 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 are you consider yourself right? You consider yourself one of those men go their their own way. You you chat you put in the chat room. I'll shoot a bitch. Quite I'll shoot a hoe. <laughs> you type a lot of that from time to time. I don't know if you're aware of that. I'll shoot a hoe. <laughs> you know. And I, and I just I I pay attention to all that shit that I see online. Not, not only did I see it, um, you know, like Facebook and shit like that. Did you say these are knockoff? Yeah, I think they are a knockoff group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they are a knockoff, but they but they're real. And that sentiment, but they all all them all those groups have an underlying storyline narrative that is the same. Sluts, holes, teases. They she flaunt what she got, she has to get what she wants mentality. And because I can't be with her, fuck her. I'll fuck her up. Like I said, these these last two mass shootings have been um the last mass shooting, the man in New York who killed ten people a couple of months ago all had that same character trait. They started looking at what they was doing online. They started looking at the diaries that they had and shit like that. They were these people. They continue to listen. And this is before we even jump into politics, man. This is good. Here we go. Joey is 23 years old. He doesn't have a job. He's not in school. On a given day, he may not get up from his chair, where he sits sometimes for two days straight, smoking cigarettes and running chat rooms. Honestly, I feel more real here, sitting in front of the computer. When I go outside, I almost depersonalize a little bit and feel like I'm playing a video game. I don't know what that is. It's just a state of mind. It's probably just a side effect of isolation. Are incels violent? I don't think they're, they're really violent. They're very meek. And when an incel attacked, it's not the same type of thing as when... Dylan Roof shot up that church, or when ISIS blows people up. Those are perhaps more masculine. These are like docile men who have like this bottled up thing and then it comes out as an outburst of anger. But I think that that's uncommon. I think he described it really well right there. He said these are docile men who have this shit bottled up, a bottled up thing. And when it comes out, it's a burst of anger. Now, I see that shit in a lot of people. I I don't know if Brian is listening. I hope he's listening. I I really do hope he's listening. I see that shit in him. I hear it in him. I hear it in his type, the way he types. And I told him, I said, you are going down that that road, young man. Like I said, I give him props because he admits that he's fucked up. You know, he like he said. I he's like I don't want to hate. He's like I don't want to hate women. He said, and you know what his fear is? You know what he said his fear was? He said I'm a fear. He said I'm fearful of being alone. Right? He said I'm fearful of being alone and not having anyone to 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 care 
for me and for me to care about. And if men would stop fucking lying about being afraid to be alone, most men are very afraid to be alone. I can give you countless examples. I had a, 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 a um, my baby's father's brother got with one of the biggest trifling bitches I've ever known in my lifetime. Ran through their whole family, went to boop 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 every man, but he settled down with her because he had reached he was he had reached sixty and he was afraid to be alone. He married her. He married her. Bitch got ran him dry, all because he didn't want to be alone. But more importantly, like he said, he said most of these are docile men who have shit bottled up, and it comes out in an outburst of anger. These motherfuckers are everywhere, y'all. Do you, I, and when I'm out in public, I don't know how it be for you, um, for the rest of you sisters or the rest of you women out there when you're in public. I be looking in the face of of, of people. I always look in the face of them, and you kind of it's like you can tell when motherfuckers is disturbed or they have these blank stares, these blank looks and shit in their faces. Like, man, I'm always ready for somebody to pull out and just go a go fucking ham out here. What up, SG? He said, I recall when I got involved with Men Go Their Own Way. A diary of a tired black man came out. I was like, wow, some dudes have some serious anger issues. Absolutely. But like I said, a lot of these cats are in military. They come out of the military, and they still have to come to come back to that sobering um, reality. I always say, man, military, the government needs their fucking ass kicked. Like, for real. The government needs its ass kicked for not taking care of these soldiers mentally. If, to me, anybody who's trained by the government is highly, highly dangerous. Anybody who's taking training and can go out there and, and to be amongst the population and are fucked up, they're dangerous. And they need to be monitored every step of the way. You need a tracking system on their asses. <laughs> All right. I, you know, you know, you're talking about we gonna force the chip, nigga. You need a chip. We had to give you a chip. You was in the military. You need, you we gonna put a chip on your ass. <laughs> Shit. I wanna know what you doing, who you be around, everything. That shit does this. I mean, I've never um been in a been around somebody. I've never known somebody who was, um, you know, of course, and been involved in any kind of mass shooting. But when they posted that, you know, that they cousin got shot up in that fucking bar in L.A., I was like, damn. He's like, he got shot in the back trying to run away. Most people who who uh, was sitting in that bar didn't stand a chance. You know? He just walked in. <laughs> And he was mad because of rejection, because of being rejected by women, for being from rejection. Let's finish listening. <laughs> he already got one? Okay, okay. Let's check, finish checking this out. Like, bottled up things, and it comes out as an outburst of things. But 
I think that that's uncommon. Do people joke about killing women? That's that, those, that's a higher percentage. People joke about killing women. He jokes about killing women. Watch for the signs, people. I'm saying we turn all these motherfuckers in. We see them signs, we recording your ass. I'm I'm telling the police on you, Rob. And its incel forum last November for violating its policy against inciting violence. But incels still talk on sites with fewer rules, like 4chan and incels.me. This is Elliot Rogers, People look up to him, I guess, in some sense. Uh, not in the chat room I run. It's part a joke, part people look up to. And do you like the ambiguity and can't tell whether they're joking or not? Yeah. Well, that's the... Even if they're talking about men who killed people. Well, I don't... I think that it's part of a uh, way for them to heal themselves. Maybe they feel bitter and resentful like he did. And to be able to laugh at him... You already said, y'all, you said talking about killing women in a way is about... It's like they're... That's how they heal themselves. Is by talking about killing women, the things that they will do to women, is a form of healing for them. Some sick, twisted shit. It's real sick. What up, J1? J1 said a lot of them take prescription mileys. Um, let's finish this off. It's only a couple of minutes left. Let's finish this off before we get back and jump into these politics. Incels believe in a strange cosmology where a male archetype named Chad talks to women with ease and is rewarded with sex. Incels define themselves in opposition to this as too ugly or awkward and resent women for falling for the Chads of the world. Before we came here, I told you to just be yourself. They said that was a joke. The joke was like, uh, you know, he's some skinny loser and Chad does something awesome. He goes, hey man, how do you do it? And the guy, Chad just goes, just be yourself, man. Chad doesn't realize that, you know, his good looks or his muscles or his financial status or his social status are what get, get make him successful and what uh, get him friends. He doesn't realize that. He thinks it's just his personality that does that. It's just virtue of him being him. Incels think that without a stigma on female sexuality, women will sleep with countless high-status Chads, leaving the remaining 80% of men sexless and resentful. Women who have had with them, you know, 100 plus men and now they're kind of ostracized from their communities and they feel that they were kind of lied to by a feminist progressive society that told them it's okay to want your sexuality. But I just think kind of like a cartoon to me. Like, I don't actually know who the personalized man is. You don't? Look, you should interview girls 22, 23 right now and ask them how many partners they've had. For all the anger directed outward toward women, there's more directed inward. Incels are dangerous, but mostly to themselves. He's going to get his dick out. That's what he does. Gets his dick out, shits his pants. He's shitting his pants. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ, dude. This is what happens. Wow. This stunt was one of this guy's recurring jokes. So was suicide. He died at home on July 7th. Coroners haven't yet ruled on a cause of death. 
In this subculture, people bond over self-loathing. <laughs> Joey says it's therapeutic, but four of his friends have killed themselves. Twink said that. Twink said them niggas were off their sales. Twink said that shit. You know? He's, uh, Twink said that. She said a lot of them were just off themselves, but a lot of them would go out to society and um, hurt a lot of people. And it's just, I just felt the need to talk about it because I actually talked to a person, seen them multiple times, who died who got murdered by the hands of someone who lived like this. You know, so I'm like, damn. You know, it, it just brings you to a sober reality when you uh, see that shit and you hear that kind of thing, you hear that kind of talk. You know? What up, IB? IB in the building. You know? So, you just just watch out for that. He was a military man. He was a, he was a military cat. Uh, took 12 lives, you know. That's not the reason to hand clap him. <laughs> that, was, that was a serious wrong fucking hand clap there. But look, so I just wanted to bring that to the forefront because that, these motherfuckers exist. They're really, they out here. They out here in the droves. They in, they out here in, the, in by the by the many, by the plenty. So, you know. But what I'm dry snitching, he said don't be, he said, don't be snitching now. <laughs> what am I? What am I snitching? Who I'm snitching? I'm snitching on who? Who I'm snitching on? I be the men or the? Yeah, I was talking about Young Brian, but you know, but I just you know, hey, I just tried to get the young cat some answers when he does inbox me. You know, just because he's a part, he, you know, he listens to WGAG radio. He used to hang around us a lot. You know, he used to hang around us a lot. So. When he inboxed me, he'd be like, why don't women like me, <laughs> you know? And, he, and, I mean, these are the same questions that he used to have in chat. Anybody who hung around um, in the AP know that. Everybody, they know that shit. So, I mean, you know, I'm not saying nothing that's not known. He would ask these questions. I kind of blame you niggas. I blame the men in the room because none of y'all would ever even talk to the young cat. The nigga had questions, and y'all would never, y'all would, y'all would never help him. It would always be us women when we would take the mic, be talking, talking to that boy. It would be Star Child, sometimes Twain, myself, Don. We'll talk to him. None of you niggas who hang out in the AP or wouldn't hang out never said anything to that young dude. I said, damn. Look at that shit here. So, again, that goes back to Don Nicoleone's show. When she talked about the power of, of women and the black woman, man. You got the ability to save motherfuckers, kill people, <laughs> give motherfuckers hope. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. niggas scared. I agree. Couldn't help a, couldn't help a fellow, a fellow, one of y'all brothers, but... But leave it to the women to, to, to help a lost soul. Because that's what he is in general, is a lost soul. Or a lost spirit. Or a fucked up spirit, I should say. But yeah. But that's just something that was dear to me from seeing that shit. But actually knowing somebody who got murked by way of one of these people with their own life. Who hated women. 
and end up taking a life of somebody they did not know. Didn't give a fuck about them. All right. Okay, so that's just what it is. All right, man. So let's just roll off into this um, second half. So let's get into the just get into some politics, man. Y'all ready to talk some uh, global domination, man? Everybody wants to rule the world. Is the name of tonight's show. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the situation. Oh, oh, I, of course. Is that? I mean, I have questions. Come on and press one. You got questions about that that incel situation, man? Uh, you know the call in number. Call in number one five one five six zero five ninety eight twenty eight. If you got anything on that, I don't think anyone's gonna have. Any, I don't think anyone's gonna push one uh, when it comes to this topic, especially not a uh, man, not a man, the personality types. Do you understand? <laughs> you know, motherfuckers like that. So, you know, they, they, I don't know what's gonna talk about that shit. So I'm, I'm moving forward. But if you do press one, if you want to come on late, come on in. You, you yeah, know what it is. But if not, then I'm about to get into these, uh, these politics, man. I'm about to get into what happened this past several days that really no one is talking about. This is why I, mean, I love doing politics because we talking about what some with the with the masses. Masses in the majority of mainstream media that everything else is not talking about. Not, they're not giving you the real shit of what's happening on your TV screen. How many people have been hearing about or you saw uh, Donald Trump go over there to France to commemorate World War One? How many, I mean, if you got Facebook, you've probably seen it. You know, he went over there to France. Um... It was the like to commemorate World War One, the people who died in World War One, and this I think this was the hundredth year of the um, of the war. You know, World War One war, right? I, I'm I'm sure you know that like, SG's he he he's seen it. Anybody else? Anybody seen that shit? Well, the French president. Went in on Donald Trump. Yeah, exactly, Nunya. Nunya's seen it too. This is where they said um he didn't want to go visit particular uh, memorials during in the rain. That um, Trump didn't visit, you know, parts of uh, like there's supposed to be places you walk and you you go to the um, memorials of where U.S. soldiers died, that the thousands that died. So every um person every Country that was involved in World War One, France, Germany, uh, Russia, America—they all gathered there and they all did their photo ops, going to to honor the fallen of World War One. Now, what's the significance? So you know, so much of World War One. World War One was when the, you know the Allies were formed, where it was supposed to be said this was going to bring about. It was called, they called World War I the war of all wars, to bring unity. But in fact, that World War I was the culmination of globalism, right? That's what, that's what World War I was, it was those countries allying. So anybody paying attention to um, Trump, he is a professed nationalist. Now, to keep the niggas off balance with that word naturalist, I told you I'm going to give you the the common folks' perspective, the niggas' perspective, and then the real shit that's happening on. Let's talk about 
um, I can kind of mix the commoner and the nigga on this one. The word nationalist. They refer nationalist as a white nationalist. That's what he, that bleed the ears of niggas when they hear the term nationalist. This is what the media pumps to niggas. Oh, he's a white nationalist. He supports Nazism. He supports that. And for the commoner, right, including white folks, they see that too. Because if you look at how white folks refer to Trump, they refer to him as what? Hitler. Y'all seen him Hitler, all that shit? He's um he's Hitler like, he's a um oh you know he's a oligarch, he's a dictator, he's I've seen a whole you know, a whole bunch of shit where they think that he's you know, they refer to him as Hitler, but Hitler was referred to his always called himself a nationalist, right? So when Trump used that term, people took it as, you know, white supremacy, Nazism. Well, the French president, Macron, came out and, ta- and talked about nationalists in front of the world. Now, I would, I, I would play what he said, but I would have to interpret it because, of course, it was in French. French. Matter of fact, let me get the actual transcript. Here we go. I should have did this earlier. Let me get a transcript. Transcript of Macron speech. Wait, wait. It's named Macaron, yeah. You can name after a cookie. Macaron speech about nationalism. All right, here we go. I need the transcript. All right. Because, again, this is in relation to World War One, And I'm going to tell you how the... Um, and how niggas get it twisted about what it is that they're seeing. I'm going to give you a graphic that I've seen half of my um, extended family members posting up because they 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 fell for the trick called Obama. They, they're so much in love with President Obama that they use this stat to talk about how great President Obama is and how um, fucked up Trump is. And I'm going to tell you what it is that they don't see. I'd be wanting to type it to them, but I don't even, I said I'm not even going to in, indulge because they have no fucking clue. And I'm not getting into it. I'm not getting into it with uh, distant relatives. I'm already a black sheep, and I don't really fuck with them like that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be a killjoy for them. Okay. All right. Here we go. This is what he said. He said during the gathering of dozens of world leaders to mark the 100 years since the end of the First World War, the French president went on to say, "Patriotism is the exact opposite of nationalism." Nationalism is a portrayal of patriotism. He said, in saying, our interests first. Whatever happens to the others, you you erase the most precious thing a nation can have, that which makes it live, that which causes it to be great, and that which is important, its moral values. Now, everybody knows. Trump be like, nigga, this is about America first. World War One, I be talking about World War One, hundred years ago, the one that uh, who was who was involved in World War One. Uh, that was the Germans, the Russians. Who else was it? Who's all involved in World War One? I? I know it was Germans and Russians. 
British, America, right? But what you got out of that, right? What you, what you got out of the um, World War One was the Treaty of Versailles, okay? That brought an end to the world war, but that also started your globalist agenda, right? That's exactly when world governments started to um, dominate, dominate the world. They started to put a monopoly. They said, okay, if we are now allies, we're going to only trade with each other. We're going to exploit other smaller countries. We're going to take advantage of, you know, uh, countries that are unstable, control their governments, and then benefit and siphon it back to us. That's what the shit that they don't talk about what happened after World War One, Right? So, Trump is on this um, us first, America first. And I've been telling people for the longest that uh, he's out to destroy a system that inherently benefits, especially niggas who talk about New World Order, right? They shout that shit, New World Order is fucked up, New World Order is fucking up everything. Well, you got a person here who is actually breaking that shit, and no one recognizes it. No one can see it. You know why? Because you got the media who was telling you this guy is dangerous. Yeah, he's dangerous. He is dangerous. He's dangerous to the establishment. He is danger to what has been the status quo. Because he's like, I'm not playing that game. This shit is real. This is how real it is. Let me play a clip for y'all on MSNBC. Hold on. Oh, man. There we go. Here we go. Let me play this clip for you. We're going to break down this conversation. And then I'm going to show you how they're using stats and shit to compare Obama, how he was loved around the world, why Obama was loved around the world, and why this man is hated around the world. If he was breaking up my fucking um, monopoly on shit, I hate you too. Here we go. Of nationalism. Nationalism is a betrayal of patriotism by saying our interests first who cares about the others we erase what a nation holds dearest what gives it life what makes it grace and what is essential its moral values good morning and welcome to am joy today in paris french president emmanuel macron delivered an epic rebuke against the president of the united states during a commemoration marking the end of World War I 100 years ago today, a war that you'll recall from your American history classes was followed by the rise of fascism in Europe. Macron's comments came just weeks after Donald Trump called himself a nationalist. Trump is among dozens of world leaders in Paris, though he was notably late to the main proceedings this morning. He did get a thumbs up from his favorite dictator, plus a friendly handshake from Vladimir Putin. And on Saturday, he attended dinner with leaders, including another of Trump's favorite autocrats, Recep Tayyip Erdogan of Turkey. That dinner came hours after Trump canceled a visit to a cemetery for Americans killed in the war, the White House citing rainy weather. Press Secretary Sarah Sanders said 
The rain grounded, grounded the presidential helicopter and that a motorcade would be logistically impossible. The cancellations prompted a rash of criticism. Nicholas Soames, the grandson of Winston Churchill, tweeted, quote, they died with their face to the foe and that pathetic, inadequate, real Donald Trump couldn't even defy the weather to pay his respects to the fallen. As a way of comparison, here is how Canada's Justin Trudeau handled the rain last year during the 75th anniversary of the DFA raid in Ottawa. As we sit here in the rain, thinking how uncomfortable we must be these minutes as our suits get wet and our hair gets wet and our shoes get wet, I think it's all the more fitting that we remember on that day in DF, the rain wasn't rain, it was bullets. Trump is scheduled to speak at another American cemetery in just a moment. You can see it there. We will continue to monitor it, keep you posted on what he says. Joining me now is Natasha Bertrand of The Atlantic, Vote Vets Chairman John Soltz, NBC News correspondent Keir Simmons, and Sarah Kenzior, author of The View from Flyover Country, Dispatches from the Forgotten America. Thank you all for being here this morning. Um, I'm going to go to John um, first on this, because I just want you to just explain for, for, for anyone, you know, in the audience who may not know, but I'm sure most people do, what, what it means to veterans for an American president to visit a cemetery like the one that Donald Trump um, did not visit because of the rain. Um, what does that mean to American veterans? Veterans Day was really an evolution out of the armistice of, of World War One, and I, you know, just where I am here in Florida, you know, last night at dinner, asking, you know, people, hey, do you know what tomorrow is? And most Americans don't know. And I, I really think that every veteran fears being forgotten. And this was a real chance yesterday for the president to highlight made to end, you know, the Great War, um, which was ironically incredibly brutal in trenches, chemical weapons. Um, millions, a little bit of history that would have educated uh, our country and, and the rest of, of, of our globe. Right, and you know, we can see the make good is happening right now. You can see that in the screen uh, as John was talking, that uh, paying their respects to, you know, their own country's war dead. This was supposed to be the war to end all wars, wasn't it? Um, um, but so this was something that was not just for the American president, but really all Western world leaders kind of coming together to commemorate this great and tragic war that didn't, did, it did the opposite of ending all wars. Yeah, the war to end all wars. Look, you know, Joy, I think uh, one of the, uh, this is a moment where you can uh, kind of reflect, if you like, amid all the bluster uh, and uh, the political fire that we see day after day uh, these days, uh, when you look back at the millions of people who died in World War I and the millions who died in World War II, uh, you, it, it helps to kind of ground you, I think, a little bit. You know, hey, Joy, you know, my great... Uh, grandfather World War II, uh, the generations before us have suffered in ways that we can only imagine. And, and I think there's an interesting point there, Joy, uh, which is that in a way we are all so privileged. We, we have the privilege of, of having these arguments and, and, and having these, a lesson there too, which is that is the kind of politics that we have to oppose uh, and, and we have to be wary of because we shouldn't fool ourselves that that kind of politics can't return and it's not just a question for the US uh, you see it in Europe particularly for example in, in Eastern Europe uh, and the rise of, of the sort of celebration if you like of dictators uh, and the questions about democracy uh, a day like today is very useful I think for all of us uh, to, to, to really think about uh, you know where, where we are now and where we want to be yeah, I mean, Sarah Kinsey, or, you know, the, 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 the 
tragedy of World War I was indeed compounded by the subsequent rise of fascism, including obviously notably in Germany. Um, you know, the, the initial alliance between um, the Soviets and the United States that then resulted in a Cold War after World War II. I mean, there's so much to the history of that first period in the 20th century that's significant. And the United States was so central to that narrative that for an American president, these kind of are the moments uh, when the president renews the American story on the world stage. It, it, it is jarring to see that not only has Donald Trump in general not wanted to carry that American narrative forward, um, but also this embrace, as Kier mentioned, of dictatorial regimes, the thumbs up he got from Vladimir Putin, the, the sort of... You see what they say right there is that out of World War One, fascism came about. Nationalism, fascism. But first got to understand what, like, true nationalism, nationalism is. I just got the definition. It says many scholars. It says again, many scholars argue that there is more than one type of nationalism, which I agree. Nationalism may manifest itself as a part of an official state ideology, or as a popular non-state movement, and may be expressed along civics, ethnic, cultural, religious, and ideological lines. This is what we're, we're talking about right now in America. So that's how I see it and many other people who say, put your country first. Get your, fix your fucking house. Don't we always say that, y'all? We practice nationalism all the time. All day, every day. We are taught to take care of home first. Before I can go take care of somebody, help somebody, my shit got to be right first. Is that not what we, we, you know, like, ain't that how we operate? Is that not how we operate? Take care of your home, house, and home first. How can you lend your help to someone else when your shit is broken on the inside? And this shit here is, is broken. The economics of this country, all that shit, has been too many other pieces outside of the world that can influence what happens in America. You understand that world events, others' economies, even though you have trading partners, you're trading anybody you're doing business with should not be the end-all, be-all of your situation. And this is what happens when you have this, this linking economic system with a whole bunch of countries. If you, if you don't have your internal house together, you fall. Like the dom- it's like, like dominoes, everything begins to fall. What up, IB? He said globalism doesn't work just like integration doesn't work. But it can be maintained, right? But overall, it's hazardous, right, IB? Like integration can be, uh, it, it happens, but it's very harmful in many ways. It can be masked as a good thing, but overall, it's destructive to, to other, you know, to other parts. This is what you got going on. Let me finish reading the definition. That it says these self um, these definitions of a nation are used to classify types types of nationalism. However, such categories are not mutually exclusive, and many nationalist movements combine some of all these elements to varying degrees. Nationalist movements can also be classified by other criteria such as a scale or location. That's real. Okay. They got pan-nationalism. It's usually an ethnic and cultural nationalism. We see it all the time. Don't 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 the Latino people say this is for La Raza? 
nationalism, baby. This is for the race. This is for La Raza. This is for the race. No what? Only Mexicans, sorry. Thank you, I be discreet. Me say that's only for Mexicans. Well, that's that's cultural. That's that's pan nationalism. That's just what I'm describing. Pan nationalism. That's for Mexicans. This is for La Raza. This is for the race. Right? He said, but the nationalists, he said, it says, but the nation itself, a cluster of related ethnic groups and cultures, such as Slavic people. That's just going to the different things. Mm-hmm. Right. He said, occasionally, pan-nationalism is applied to mono-ethnic nationalism when the nation, the national group is dis, mm, dispersed over a wide range of several states. Like, pan, that, that, ain't that what the niggas use, pan-Africanism? Ain't nothing wrong with that. My point is, it's, it's nothing wrong with the with the notion of wanting your your ethnicity, your people, your culture to be highly successful, highly together to get yourself right. There's nothing wrong with that. This is what you got going on. And this man is out here in the world telling them, we're not for the shit that's been going on in the world anymore. America has been the parent of a world welfare state. He's wrecking this shit. And he's saying, I'm pulling out of everything until shit gets right. Until everything over here gets right, every agreement that was ever was ever um, handed out is null and void. Every dollar we gave you, you now owe me. Every, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All that, he, he caught me collecting for what's old. And I'm like, that's the part that everybody's missing. When I see this stat here, let me show you a stat that I, they always show in this stat. It's how the presidents, Obama and Trump, are, are viewed around the world. Okay. I say he, he might be, he, I ain't going to put no, I'm not religiously inclined. I'm saying he could be feeling some, you know, an aspect of uh, fucking uh, prophecy, but I ain't going to do that. Okay. Let me, let me play, let me show this uh, situation here. Where is it at? Here it is. Trump says, here's the here's here's um, headline. Trump says he inherited a mess, right? That's what it says. Trump says he inherited a mess. This is how Obama was like. This is the confidence in the USA around the world. Germany, 86%. France, 84%. United Kingdom, 80%. Uh, Seoul, Korea, 88%. With Trump, that shit has fallen to 11%, 14%, 22%, 17% around the world. So people hate this motherfucker. They don't have no confidence. They don't like them. You ever been told, you ever, you ever heard the saying that um, it's not good to be liked? Like, if people hate you, you're doing the right thing. We call it all the time. When you're getting hated on, you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? If you're, if, you know, if, if motherfuckers don't like you, you pose a threat. If everybody likes you, 
you usually show you're not a threat to the system when everybody loves you. You're going to keep shit status quo. When people don't like you, when people got a problem with you, you're doing something right. We can all, a lot of us can attest to that in our fucking lives, can we not? We can attest to that. You get yourself together, boy, you start, we'll call it, so we'll just say that you start to, you know, blossom in your business or you stop, you stop drinking. You doing something right, you're hated. Like the people, the people you used to hang out with, they don't like you no more. They don't fuck with you anymore. They're like, ooh, but you stop, stop drinking. Oh, what's wrong wrong with you? Because you, you pull away. You pull out of that previous construct. You see? This is how you know that shit is real. This is how you know that this nigga is pulling out and dismantling the rest of the world, saying you're on your own. And how do you say that? You know, you're on your own. I'm not, I'm not helping you anymore. That's the best thing you can ever do. That's actually to actually bring about real order in the world. And, see, and, and people like France and them say that this rise of nationalism is a is a problem. That just means that you got to, when you get yourself into trouble, you got to go get yourself out. We're not sending troops out there anymore. Let me give you a stat. Let me give you a stat. America, $6 trillion in wars in the Middle East. And Asia since 2000. So in 18 years, if they they tallied up the money, in 18 years or 17 years, six trillion dollars have been spent. Mm-hmm. What could have been what could have been done with six trillion dollars? Okay. Alone. Exactly. J1 just said, J1 said, oh my God. Exactly. Exactly. So he said, I'm not, I'm not fucking with y'all no more. I'm not funding your shit. I'm not. And they mad. When you do it, when everybody mad at you, man, we got the baddest bitch in El Colón. We got Donna Colleone in the building, man. I mean, Clifford Lowry in the building. And we're going to talk about more about this, this shit that just happened over the strong beginning with this World War One shit. Because Macaron tried to throw that shit up in his face, talking about this rise in nationalism. It's terrible. Hey, dog, come on in. Great day, everybody. Great day now. Hey, good evening. Okay, I got a few questions uh, real quick. Um, One... Trump ratings drop, right? So nobody likes his ass no more, and that's because of. Yes. And that's because of. Oh, oh because he's telling them all of them, uh, we're no longer doing business with you as usual. You have to uh, flip the bill all over the world, and we are um, everything that once was is no longer. Our relationship has changed. So let me ask you a question now: Is that for real? For real, or is that you guessing? No, that's for real, for real. Yes, that's that's real life. I mean, I know he's been, I know he's been doing that shit, but is that the reason why the ratings drop? That's what I want to know. 
Well, the, 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 the stat is the confidence in America, like the president of the, the confidence, like to help around the world, the confidence that America is still oh. helping and leading the country. It, it's dropped. I mean, he went from Obama with 88% in particular countries all the way down to 11%. So that's how, oh, like I said, okay. you know, so this shit is real. Basically, so let me get it straight. So basically, his kingdom ratings throughout the whole entire yeah. planet Earth of other <laughs> kings. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. okay. They rate yes. Because you know, I'm thinking Pharaoh. I'm thinking Pharaoh. Because I yeah. remember that's what happened to me on Pharaoh. Like I got the message saying some shit like your kingdom ratings have dropped. It's been a gift. This some money. He don't. 
He don't like he don't he don't like that ne- the the notion of being world army. He don't like it. What up, Mister Larry? I hear you. I hear you in the building. It's all right. Good good day, Don. Good day. Wait a minute. Now. Wait a minute. Hey, hey Mister right. Larry, hold on. <laughs> okay. Now, all right. All right. You can't just make statements without goddamn proving it. You mean you don't like the world military. You better goddamn explain it. I don't believe it. You don't. You don't believe it? Okay. Just give me right. more. Yeah. All right. He don't, I, I'm saying he does not like the military in, in terms of being the police of the world. He understands how much money is being funneled out of the country. I just, I just need you to prove it. I okay. need you to give me some facts. nationalism, but I don't want to move away from this. No, go one. ahead. No, no, keep it going uh, while I while I pull that up. Talk about okay, it. Okay, good. Because well, good. Because while I got Larry, I got being I good. Since you want to get on nationalism, I want you to give me what the fuck is nationalism? Not what there's, they say it is. What it really okay. is. I need the truth on nationalism. There's um, there's like two different terms for nationalism. It can mean different things in the context. In one context, nationalism can mean patriotism, loyalty to one's country, or loyalty to one's race. Um, In the the context that Trump is using it, it's patriotism, loyalty to America. Another way you can use nationalism is more of a socialistic view, meaning you are nationalizing your nation. When you nationalize your nation, government then takes over control of the means of production. So you nationalize your economy. So to conflate Trump saying, I am a nationalist with Hitler, is misleading because there's two different ways you can use nationalism. One is patriotism. Another is like a system of government, meaning government is taking over economy. Like the Nazi is the national socialist Germans. That's what Nazi means. It don't mean KKK. It's an acronym. And, and, and in his short for National Socialist Germans Workers Party, he nationalized his economy, meaning in Germany, the German government owned all of the means of production. They owned all the business. It was nationalized. You had no private business. And the terms that Trump is using is patriotism. I'm loyal to my nation, 
my nation is America. Those are the two different ways national. So you will have to ask somebody or know the context in which it's being used. Okay, right, because the first time I heard nationalize or nationalism, is from yes. a black nigga that called into the show, and he said that he was a black nationalist. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yes. That's the first time I heard ever heard that word used where it's an ism and an it at the end, nationalist. He said he was a black nationalist. That was the first right. time I ever heard that shit. Right. Now, he will so be saying, he will be saying as a black nationalist is someone who is loyal to a black nation. It's a separatist oh, thing. Yes. Oh, oh he's he, in law he's loyal to a black nation, like the nation of Islam or some shit. Correct. That's, that's a black nation. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, so he was yes. speaking in race. Yes. He was basically speaking in race. I ain't loyal to no goddamn race. I'm I'm loyal to economic and nation. Where I stand. Right. You know, right. Trump. Yeah, I, 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 I would be Uh, he said um, he said France 
and Germany need to form an, a European army. This comes by way of a quote that he said on November 13th. That was yesterday. Was this yesterday? Yesterday. So this must be a quote from um, after going to this World War um this World War One memorial that they need to form a European army. He said, "Make a real, true European army because American troops will not fight your battles." It's not to show that. Okay. I mean, yeah, that only that's, sh- yeah, that's common sense. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. You you need to own. You know, you need to own Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that ain't like he don't like it. It's just common sense, man, because. You know, the reality of it is every battle that America has fought and it wasn't their war, our soldiers died. Yes. And it wasn't their fight. Yeah, that makes and sense. And we're paying no, for we, it. We ain't doing no fuck. Yeah, and still paying and the shit. So fuck that. Exactly. So why is he the only president who, who started this in the last 30 years? Because he's a national. The only one who, who will publicly admit, admit that. Yeah, we're not doing that shit.
I'm not coming yes. here. Yes, man. You fight. Yeah. Yeah, like, no way I'm doing that shit. No way. No fucking way. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I wouldn't exactly. be either. Call my ass, man. Let a motherfucker call me some of some hoes jumping their ass come through. Bitch, please. On your fucking ass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You're on your own. You are on your fucking own. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and, so, and you know how it normally be. These motherfuckers must be creating enemies because they think they got America back because America got their back. So they going right. around creating enemies like, you know we got America. You don't fuck with right. us. Yeah, that's exactly. wrong. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's fucking wrong to, to, to use. America like that and create enemies and and expect them to come now. This shit, that shit, they've been doing that shit for too long, like you said, for 30 years, I guess. I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, right, which was longer than that. But, you know, because if, if you think about since World War Two and all that other shit, that America's been fronting, fronting the bill because and fronting the fight. You, okay, but it wasn't that war? You're saying it exactly. wasn't America's Exactly, outside war, of... Though. Right outside of right. Vietnam wasn't even their conflict. They jumped into that. Uh, the Korean War was not their conflict. Uh, oh, damn, what am I trying to think of the other war? What's the other war I'm trying to think? Shit. The cold, what about the Cold War? What about the Cold War? That wasn't a real war. That was more <laughs> of a standoff. More of a standoff. Oh, up front. Oh. I'm saying, but did they have, was it, was it their front, though? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess so. When we call the Cold War America's yes. front, yeah, because it was with Russia. Yeah, yes. We're protecting Europe from Europe. That's what it's about. We're protecting Europe from Europe. Because Europe's whole history ain't nothing but fucking war up there. Their whole history is them just fighting each other. Wow. Like, like another war. One. They fight each other. They fight each right. other. Their whole history is that. Their entire history is just fighting each other. Yeah. Great. And we ain't like got nothing to do with that. And since my con want to talk that shit, then you want your own. Period. You pay us our money. We'll do it if you pay us. You know? We open for business. We open for business. What Trump is saying is that y'all not paying for this, and you run around starting shit, and you trying to dictate what we're going to do here in America, and we don't answer to because France. the military, the military was designed to fight for its country to defend its land. The United Correct. States. That's somebody else's shit. Right. Where that shit go? <laughs> Here's a stat for you. Here's a stat. Military expenditures by the U.S. during the Cold War years, and since then has been estimated at $8 trillion, while nearly 100 American mm-hmm. soldiers lost their lives in the Korean and Vietnam War. You know? So he's like, he's pulling out of that shit. That's why he pulled out of NATO. That's why he pulled out of all, all, those, um, right. all those alliances. That's right. Yeah, yeah, man, fuck that. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. Get your own shit. Yes. Get your own fucking shit. Yeah. Exactly. And you got to buy it from us. And And you got to buy it from us. 
globalist agendas by saying our military are not participating in your fucking your shit. You see, and that's always been the the uses use of America. Overthrow governments, shit like that. He's like, we ain't participating in that. That's big. That's mm-hmm. big for a president to say you will not use our military for your globalist agenda. You won't be pulling out right. that. That's that's unheard of. It's unheard of. And that's what he means by nationalist. (laughs) It's not the Negro meaning of nationalist. (laughs) That's a real nationalist. Right. And even the the, the, um, international leaders, the other countries' um, leaders, are trying to say that he's going to uh, make the world unstable. But what Trump is doing, this is what, you know, this is the word. He's making the world unstable. I think that's a good thing. He is. He's, he's basically rewriting the rules. It's, it's not, not our unstable. place. The word is not unstable. That's the word. For the only thing, the, what he is doing is only focus on this shit. So you focus on your shit, and I yes. focus on my shit. So, no, right. if I pull out, then that means that your shit will always it was. It's gonna be stable until y'all fix that shit. That's it. Right. You gotta fix your, fix own your shit. shit. If every country fix their yeah. goddamn shit, then it won't be goddamn unstable. Your shit gonna be unstable, but not mm. America, motherfucker. Right. But we was unstable for a long goddamn time. Yeah. But with y'all, motherfuckers. America was out here struggling and shit. Now America got them keeping all this resources and human resources to itself. Mm-hmm. We ain't sending no more humans. We gonna keep our human resources right here. Fuck y'all. <laughs> yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. Build your own military, motherfucker. Get your Europe. Get y'all shit together. Stop, mm-hmm. down, stop having motherfuckers walking around looking like the nutcracker over there. Yeah. Put right. the nutcracker to work. Put that nutcracker ass motherfucker tourist they pictures with the work. Put that motherfucker get, get that put that bigger than the military. Educated people that done took over the government. 
Y'all motherfuckers got folk. Y'all got fucking kings and queens. We ain't got shit mm-hmm. for managers, mayors, and presidents. Y'all got That's kings it. and queens. Get the fuck out of here with this shit. You got lords and dukes mm-hmm. and fucking duchess. The fuck is wrong with y'all motherfuckers? <laughs> and they're like, they got lords, dukes, duchess, mm-hmm. knights, all that type of shit over there. Got knights. Emperors, yeah. Right. Emperor, I mean, goddamn, all we got is college graduates. Motherfucker, what it. you asking us for? <laughs> and we got vote for our shit. <laughs> yeah, coal miners and shit. We got coal miners. Right. Like, all we Hell got coal miners. Yeah, goddamn motherfuckers that worked in the factory workers and shit that became goddamn politicians. That's yep. it. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, goddamn, that motherfucker. What the fuck you asking us for? We still a peasant country. Yep. Nobody came from no royal bloodline. Ain't no knights over here. Ain't no Excalibur over here, bitch. Ain't no King Arthur over here. God damn it. We ain't got no knights at the round table, motherfucker. <laughs> we ain't got no knights at the round table. We ain't got no transformers. What the fuck is you talking about? That's what it is. He ain't playing with that shit. He said he, he said he, he just said we ain't spending no money on shit like that. He even canceled the fucking military parade uh, the uh, a couple weeks ago because he said it cost too much money. He said we're not spending ninety two million dollars on the parade for the military. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, just we're just mm-hmm. not doing that. Man, I love man. And that was the dumbass mayor for DC who gave him that bill. <laughs> Ooh, is that right? The mayor sent that bill over to him for ninety-two oh, fucking dollars. Like this motherfucker right there. That nigga know he typed this for the right reason. Nah, we ain't doing no mm-hmm. shit like that. We ain't having no party, nigga. That party gonna cost ninety-two million dollars. Meanwhile, if the Kardashians have a party, all of America pissed off for that price. Why right. you gonna throw a party cost fifteen million? Right. These rich ass celebrities wasting their money, and we out here starving. So, goddamn, how you mad at the president then, trying to keep nothing? I ain't going to throw a party for the military. Mm-hmm. Not this million fucking dollar mad at his goddamn ass. <laughs> nah, that's a waste of guy. He can give me them 90 million. He can get that shit to some more entrepreneurs, man. Goddamn, okay. let me buy a warehouse or a plant, okay. a nuclear power plant or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right over here where these goddamn rednecks at. Open up a nuclear <laughs> power plant. Give me the goddamn exactly. money. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of money. I can do a lot of things with ninety-two million dollars. Oh yeah. Too. But you know, you know. So like I said, they trying to mask that shit out as he's an embarrassment as a world leader, and he's making the world unstable with the shit that he's pulling. But I'm telling you, he just he's a dis- he's a disruptor, and he's setting shit straight. So, kudos to you, Man, uh, Trump. Just, keep keep doing what the fuck you doing. He's, 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 he's pulling his dick out. That's it. Or he's stopping people from <laughs> fucking the harlot. Yes. He's going Babylon. He will no longer be your host. There he is. Going to make it virtuous, huh? Absolutely. He's turning America woman. to a virtuous woman. A married Ooh. faithful woman to her country. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Committed. Keep your legs closed, bitch. Right. Absolutely. Keep your legs closed. 
Revelation. Now, goddamn, yeah, I was about no to say it. It's on the other side of it. It's, it's on She's the other side. Loyal to America. And other countries see that as an act of war, though. Let's talk about that shit because every country who has said they're nationalizing their economy, their borders, those were starts of wars. So is anybody going to attack America? No. But he's not nationalizing the economy. But it did say now, yeah, he's not. No, 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 no. Motherfucker is about to ship some shit out. He's going to get some money for it. But look here. Yeah, he's not nationalizing the economy. But I do want to say this, though. They said the war would be on America's soil. Now, some crazy-ass nigga from Brooklyn. But you have it in what did he mean, Don? What did he mean by that? What did he mean? <laughs> well, now, what does it mean? You got to ask the older people at that time. I was a little girl. I was told not to question it. It was for them old motherfuckers. Wow.
You know yes. what? That's like a person went through depression. Where are your friends when you got them at the bottom yes. now? They're gone. That old fucking That's when the communists came there. America. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's when the communists came in and used the pain of that fucking depression against us. We were going See? through a depression. They didn't help us. Use they used weakness. the pain. Exactly. Yes. See that shit? Yes. See that shit? Social but, justice. But yes. America got together. The leaders of America had to figure the shit out themselves. Yes. To get out of that shit. Just like my life. Got to figure it out myself. Cause ain't nobody there. Ain't nobody there help me. But a bitch is down and depressed, and I got to figure it out my goddamn self. After that comes jail, that's how it goes. So, goddamn, yep. nobody has ever helped America. It ain't even written in history that way that some fucking that France came, Europe came, Germany came, yes. Russia came, nobody for Africa came, Hindu nobody. nation came. Nobody, not even the fucking Native Americans walked out of their reservation and said, how can we help? Not even them bastards. <laughs> to destroy yeah. America is what they did. <clears throat> wow. Took advantage, right? Yeah. Right, and I mean, that's when Hitler, Hitler started to take over shit, and, and luckily because of that World War II situation, when World War II popped off because Europe was getting their ass kicked, that America was able to get itself out of the Great Depression. By actually ramping up manufacturing. That's the only time where war served the country good, so to speak, was to get come up out of that depression by making shit and fighting and helping out Europe during that time. That's it. By That's ramping up America our court. industry, the same thing that Trump is yeah. doing now. Right. By ramping exactly. up but they they self up out of it, like... But like to what you and Don speaking, yeah, nobody yeah. did that. They, 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 they figured it out themselves. Yeah, they put in the place the Social Security Act and set up that fucking goddamn whatever fuck that shit called, the State Treasury Department, all oh, that shit mm-hmm. the Fed Reserve to help that money, yeah. keep the money going, shit like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what they did. They had to figure it out. They had to set up a whole new type of infrastructure in that bitch that it'll never happen again. Start printing up stock certificates, birth certificates, and shit like that. Stocks and bonds and all that goddamn shit, man. What the fuck are you talking about? Because that shit ain't going to happen again, goddamn around this bitch. And it ain't happening again. That's right. Because ain't nobody going to get you out. You get everybody else out, but who's going to get you the fuck out? 
Mm. Who gonna help you? Ain't that the truth? Ain't Who gonna help you when you're down? Right. That's right. Matter of fact, all of this shit that we're seeing now that's just out of control started right there with Don talked about. All of this shit came out of the depression. All of it. Right. All of it. All the which actually we were put, in a um, depression. <laughs> yeah. We were in a depression, but they told the people you were being treated unjustly. See, they used that condition of the, the the depression to bring in all of this crazy shit. This is where your free ride starts from. Because the people need a free ride because we're in a depression. That's right. where all of that they starts. They said the great society. Right. Yeah. That's, that's so, it right there. But Go ahead. Well, the, I mean, Donna's 100% correct. We, America ain't never had no friends. And then all these black people talking stuff, Africa ain't never said we're going to come over here and help y'all, ever. Never. <laughs> never will. They got their own problems. They, <laughs> they just, uh, they government, the gover- <laughs> they governments just sold their ass out to China in such a serious way. I mean, it, they it done passed out around through many hands, right? They the new harlot. They the new hoes. You know, that's fucked up, though. You know, it's real fucked up. They really just, uh, their government leaders, those country leaders, just really just sold their citizens up the creek with China. China is setting up fucking police stations in Africa. Chinese police stations in Africa. That's what they're doing now. It's a wrap. Just a fucking rap. You change, you, you switch from the Dutch to the Chinese running your shit. Because, them, because, the, because your African leaders took all that billions of dollars, fat their own pockets, got their families off well, and left the rest of the, its citizens to, to work for pennies by way of the Chinese. And they've been doing it. They've been right. doing it. You know, so, that's not glorified. They've been doing it. Mm-hmm. That's what they've been doing. Oh, yeah, they have. Period. They have. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you say the Chinese worse than the Dutch, right? <laughs> right. Man. This shit is wild. They all up over there, though. But I want to move in. So so that was the global aspect of what's happening in the world of politics with Donald Trump. Keep doing your thing, G. Keep your head up, homie. <laughs> keep doing that. Keep pissing them off. Just keep doing it. Like I said, when when you got when the haters are hating, you know you are doing something right. In the words of Cat Williams, I need one more hater. Just one more. You know, by the end of the week. What do you say by the end of the summer? I need one more hater and that's good. When your numbers are like that, then you're, you're doing something right, and that's and that's how you view it around the world. So, so let's just reel it in back to the inside of our borders to talk about some of the spillover from this election. Now, have you seen this fuck shit that Stacey Abrams is trying to pull off? You see this fuck shit she got going on? Yeah, with with, with her sister, with her sister yeah, now. The judge. Yeah. Come on, man. Now, this is the same chick that said because Brian Kemp was the Secretary of State and 
have the ability to purge votes, do this, do that. So, therefore, you need to count every vote and let's have a, a runoff that she's calling a do-over and not a runoff language. And, um, but she placed her sister, y'all, now check this out. <laughs> The shit that she talk about ain't right. She pulled. She she is trying to pull off right now in the in the state of Georgia. Stacey Abrams assigned her sister. Her sister was assigned as the federal judge in this election lawsuit. <laughs> I'll say it again. Stacey Abrams' sister was assigned mm. to this fucking lawsuit. To oversee the lawsuit I don't know about y'all But have y'all heard of the um, Term conflict of interest mm-hmm. Anybody heard of that? Is that familiar? Does that ring familiar? Your sister yeah. Your sister is overseeing it I know my sister was running shit Who you think she gonna be in favor of Of my sister Or your sister Or your That's mama Was overlook- overlooking the situation. I mean, I give props to the parents, man, for putting their fucking children in position. That's powerful, though, on one hand. <laughs> I, give that. Mm-hmm. I give props for that. But, yeah, her sister. Ain't that some shit, SG? Look, it says Stacey Abrams' campaign filed a complaint to the U.S. District Court mm-hmm. for the Middle District of Georgia, where Judge Leslie Joyce Abrams hears all the cases <laughs> that come that way. <laughs> okay? Your sister's the judge. What were the, what are the, what are the Democrats screaming at right now? Why are, they, why are they not screaming bloody murder? Mm-hmm. Come on. The party of fairness and truth and all that <laughs> shit. Nobody's Nobody has a problem with that on that side? Oh, nobody has a problem with that? No, they don't have a problem with that. Because they, 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 we are watching them really try to steal. They're trying to steal the state of Georgia, for real. It happened, They pulled it off oh, in yeah. Arizona. They stole Arizona. Mm-hmm. Anybody pay attention over there? They, they, they took Arizona. They're trying yeah. to steal Georgia. This is why Senate seats, y'all. This is not the House. This is the Senate. But this is the governor's race, actually. I'm sorry. This is the governor's race, not the Senate. But, yeah. That's very important uh, because, see, the governor gets to appoint judges, and, and they, they get to appoint the head of the election uh, board. So that governor is very important because in Georgia, you know, if they get Georgia, they can go then and appoint all of their people in key places and really break this shit has, has, has really bothered. Really, what we're looking at is in the Democratic den for God knows how long been rigging our elections. Point blank. So we living in a Democratic den, and we talk about how this one keep getting into office. I didn't vote. Right. And they say, I ain't vote for their asses either. Can't. They've been rigging our elections. Period. And, these, and Georgia is I, that's Georgia is so far out of bounds in how they are rigging this thing. 
that, yeah, if they're not careful, somebody's going to go to jail, <laughs> hopefully, at some right. point in time. Right. Highly. Which, okay. What president was stumping? What, what former president was stumping, stumping for um, Abrams, y'all? Uh, the lion-ass Barack Obama. Guess who appointed her sister judge <laughs> over that district? Okay. <laughs> All right. Obama mm. did. All right. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. That's a conflict of interest all the way around the wheel right there. I put yeah. the judge in place. I'm stumping for you, and then we're going to actually they, they have they're going to actually tell you that it's a random draw, a random draw. Which, how judges get to hear particular cases, and it just happened to land in the lap of Stacey Abrams' sister. Wow! Right. Them bitches yeah. play lottery. They so lucky. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got. All right, we got Doc on the line. Come on in, Doctor Thompson. Let's get right. a mic check. Hey, mic check. All praises to the Most High. All right. Hey. All praises. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hey. Mic is open. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you you kind of answered your own question though, because that because because I was wondering if you were were reading an article, but yeah, um, that that does um, they they said that what they did with that case was they turned it over to another judge instead of um, Stacey Abrams' sister. They 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 said the case fell on her, yeah. you know, because you know, they they have different and plus the the the, the governor doesn't get to. Um, doesn't get to appoint federal judges. That's a federal judge. And like you said, okay. she was appointed by Barack Obama, Obama. the president. Right. So, so she, you know, even if she was governor, she wouldn't be able to appoint anybody. It's only a state um, judge. And, um, right. The, um, but they, they took the case um, and, and uh, from that um, uh, judge's docket and put it on the next judge's docket because of the <laughs> and, and, the, and the conflict of interest. They actually saw that the the uh, people who make the uh, appointment and uh, so, so they, they, it, they, they it, went it, on so in other words time. they got busted they got busted they, they, went they got on busted trying to rig. well she ha- actually happens to be the the case was was filed in the middle district of Georgia because it happened to be that for that county Albany where Albany is and Doherty County is the county for Doherty County they found about five thousand votes or so that were not cast. So they had to file their case in the middle district of Georgia because that's the, the uh, that's the district that Albany, Georgia falls in. So they had to file it there regardless. Now, the fact that her sister is there, major coincidence or whatever, the point is, is that that case had to be filed there. Whether she was the, whether she got the case or not, and and she probably would have recused herself if she had to read oh, it, if, if she happened to read it. But they didn't, so, they didn't even give her that chance. They just took it from her right away when they saw that. Right, because it, it said it, right, because it said, right, because it said it was originally assigned. It was originally assigned right. to be heard by her, by yes. Judge Abrams. So, so let right, me ask exactly. you this, Doc. So you saying that those. 5,000 or however many ballots that just popped up that were found. They found some ballots that wasn't casted, just so happened to be in the in the district where her sister was. 
Yes. In the middle, in, um, okay. in um, Albany, what happened, remember the hurricane, we just had a hurricane, right? So that place got hit just as hard as Florida with the hurricane. The other thing is that when ballots go through our mail-in to Albany, they have to go through Tallahassee or Jackson, Florida, Jacksonville, Florida, or something like that before they are brought, you know, back to to uh, Atlanta, wherever they're supposed to go. But anything mailed in, the mail service sends the, sends the mail that, that, that's due for Albany. They send it to, to Florida, to the post office or whatever in Florida, to be delivered to where it's supposed to be delivered in Albany. That's the other, that's the other thing that, that was thrown in there uh, by, by Kemp when he, when he was the, when, as, as Secretary of State, that's the thing that he ruled on several years ago. He he planned it so that any ballots that go to that are mailed into Albany from the troops overseas, from people who mail them in from from their homes, they have to go through someplace in Florida and then back. And again, the hurricane just hit them those places, and those places had to deal with delayed mail. Mail was at the hill that wasn't delivered. Florida got that hit too. Huh? Florida got hit too, <clears throat> and they had like a ninety-five. They had a ninety-five percent completion rate. Yeah, only two counties in Florida now. didn't complete. Yeah, there's only two counties. Right. It's only two. But the ballots had to go. Those ballots in Florida went to Florida. So the, so the ballots from Georgia went to Tallahassee, and all of them was from Albany. Just like the ballots from Georgia went to Florida. So it, it would make it would stand reason to believe or, or even accept or, 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 or um, conceptualize that if, if you're in Florida and you mail something to Florida, it's going to make it to Florida. A little Those are just provisional Georgia, ballots. And you mail it to Florida... Then, and it gets, and it's supposed to end up in Georgia. So, so what you're saying is then the laws need to be changed, and we just well, let ballots come in. Changed. The law was changed years ago, mm-hmm. several years mm-hmm. ago, to make it mm-hmm. difficult for those ballots to go straight to where they're supposed to go to in Georgia. The law was changed. The the the, the station that those ballots went to had to go to. The, through the mail to Florida, sorted it out, and sent back to Georgia to, to reach their destination. That law was put in place to slow down the ballot, to slow down the delivery of ballots. Uh, that was just another form of the voter suppression that they're talking about. That, <laughs> it, it's, it's, a whole, it's a whole lot of it. That's why there are so many cases being filed that are actually being 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 um, uh, won by the by the so-called whatever Democrat or or, or Abrams, Abrams um, ground truth. That's why there are so many cases that they're filing are being won because the judges are realizing that those are voter suppression uh, tactics and are and are armed in violation of the what little bit but of voter right we still got left. You know what I'm talking but, but, about? But, 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 and it already Doc. took away half of your right to vote. And now with just a little teeny bit that you got left to use to vote with, 
they are still using the, 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 the tactics, and they're doing it a lot easier now because a lot of your rights to vote have already been taken away from you as Nubians. Yeah. Those are just provisional ballots. Right. Those are, those those are, are provisional the, ballots. Those are those are mail-in ballots. Those you the mail-in ballots had to be during the regular election time. If, if it's a regular mail-in ballot, I absolutely provisional ballots. Provisional right. ballots are ballots that are for the military. Who don't, who don't meet all the standards. Who, who they say don't meet all the standards. They don't. Their 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 signature not the same. The address might not be the same. So, so you're there. You 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 register to vote, but they're saying we'll we'll put you in a in a provisional ballot to vote. People who vote from overseas, the troops who are voting from overseas, the people who um who who mailed in their 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 ballots, who mailed in with properly mailed in their ballots, those that those folks in that area, in in um, Doherty County and the area surrounding that. Because people in that area surrounding that Doherty County, Albany, where Albany is, is the biggest, um, you know, uh, the most populous location there. So all the mail goes there to them from all the counties surrounding them. All the mail that, that, that's mailed to them has to go through Florida and then back to Doherty County. And the, and the, the troops who are sending their mail, who are, who are, who are mailing in their ballots, from overseas, from all the countries y'all just got through talking about, Germany, uh, Japan, mm-hmm. France, mm-hmm. Uh, wherever they happen to be, those ballots, if they're, if they're, um, if they're, if they are, if they're addressed to Albany or Darty County or that area, they have to go to Florida first. They just got hit by the hurricane, sitting in a corner somewhere waiting to be delivered while everybody's recovering from the hurricane and then sent to Albany. That those ballots are 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 um are, are in in the majority of cases of um, um acceptable ballots. They just didn't reach their destination in time. And all they have to do is look at the date that they were stamped to see that they were put in the mail in time. Just like you send a check to somebody that you owe some money to one of those building companies. And you have it stamped on the right date that it was the post office stamped it on the right date, then they can say that you actually did put it in the mail at time. Here's the latest update as of today. Mm-hmm. It said a federal judge has ruled that Georgia's election results must not be certified until Secretary of State has confirmed that certain absentee ballots have been counted. U.S. District Judge Steve Jones ruled. Last Wednesday, that the Secretary of State must confirm that each county's vote tally includes absentee ballots on which voters' date of birth is missing or incorrect. Okay? Mm-hmm. So the order stems from the request in a lawsuit filed by, on Sunday by Stacey Abrams in her camp. They said, but the judge rejected several other requests from the Abrams requ- uh, camp. Mm-hmm. He said he, he declined to extend a, the period during which evidence can be submitted to prove the eligibility of voters who cast mm-hmm. a provisional ballot. He also declined to order that provisional ballots cast by voters who went to the precinct in the wrong county to be voted. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
said unofficial results in one of the nation's hottest midterms contests give Republican Brian Kemp a slim majority, but Abrams maintains that enough uncounted absentee mail-in and provisional ballots remain um, to force a runoff. Okay, uh, and it's being given. See, that's all she's trying to do is to force a runoff. Those votes, even yes. if they are counted, I'm telling you, it's not enough to actually win, to win. the actual yeah. race. Let's get yeah. that straight. It's not enough. Yeah. It's not enough votes to win. She even admitted that Correct. out of her mouth. Correct. That you know, she said it ain't about winning. That's what she said. She said it's about getting every, making sure every vote counts. So that means she wants to force a runoff, and this is the yes. language she used to her, to her uh, people who support her. It's a do-over. Mm-hmm. She said we get a do-over yes. on the runoff. So, what do you think she's trying to imply by saying it's a do-over if it goes to a runoff? It's my question I pose to both of you. You, Doc, and you, Mr. Lowry. Where is she trying to, because like I said, she she knows that those votes are not enough to win the race. She wants a runoff. She wants to force a runoff. Mm -hmm. Well, well, first of all, the the only way that it can be a runoff is to show that neither one of them have enough to win the race. That's when it becomes a runoff. Because mm-hmm. no one wins it unless they get 50% plus one vote. Mm-hmm. It can be 50%. It can be, it, it can be 50% of all the votes plus one. That's the Georgia law. But if it's, if it's one vote below 50%, mm-hmm. you don't win. So, so neither the, the point of, of, the, of, the, of the, the count and the numbers is that if if those votes are allowed to be counted, her her um, her 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 um, position is that, and her team's position is that if if those votes are allowed to be counted, that brings down the percentage of where Kemp is right now. And if he falls below fifty percent, it has to be a runoff. That's all. Neither one of them will get fifty percent plus one. That's the point she's making. That's the point that they're making. If all the votes are counted, neither one of them, and, 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 if all, and if it's enough of them out there with nobody still has a direct figure on, she could actually win it if she got 50% plus one. But all she is aiming for is enough votes to bring him below 50%. Right, to force the runoff. And the, and the do-over means another vote. The do-over means a, a, a runoff election. Like everybody else gets, like the law states, if, no, if neither candidate gets 50% plus one, there has to be a runoff of the two highest percentage candidates. That's all. And the, and the thing that's so amazing is the amazing thing is that she got 48% of the vote. That's amazing enough all by itself. And on top of that, they won district with, that with all those people she got, her, her team got to vote, they have won district after district after district in this state that they were not supposed to win, the Democrats were not supposed to win. That's the well, like, well, like which state? Like which state? Like, like which state? Because I saw, 
Which county? Which county? Huh? Which counties what? outside of the major ones? Out, outside oh, of Gwinnett. Outside, well, outside, outside of outside of the Cobb. Outside of District Seven. Okay. What county? Let me see what District Seven is. That I think that's um I don't know what county it is. I know the lady who won it, lady lady McBath, her son was the guy was one of the boys who was killed in Florida because they were playing their radio too loud. And the dude came over to their car and shot them up because their radio they wouldn't turn the radio down at the gas station. That one of them boys was her son. And she ran on that issue. That's what she ran on. She ran on that issue alone. She beat the late. She beat the lady who the Democrats all from all over the world came together to beat last year and couldn't beat. That lady named Handel. They tried to whoop her. They tried to. They tried to put some guy named Olsoff who who didn't even live in Georgia, who didn't even live in that in that district. They tried to put him up against her as a Democrat, and he lost it with all the millions of dollars the Democrats put in it. This lady, this sister got up there and said, look, I'm doing this for my son. You know, my son got killed because of gun rights. My son got right, killed now. because of I'm... lack of gun rights. And she beat right, that now. lady. Okay. She beat All right, we'll see what happens she on the fourth. We'll see if she'll be and able to force the uh, uh, force it, right? All right, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if it, we'll see if it runs off. We'll see if she gets to a runoff. We'll see if she get to run out. Election. We'll see if she get to it. Yeah. But who are you talking we'll about? We'll get to it. But she lost we, the election. We, we gonna move on, though. Oh, you are you talking about McBeth? By who? <laughs> are we still talking about McBeth? No, no we're no. talking about no. Brian Kemp. Mm-hmm. Exceeded I the guess, amount but, but that I, he I needed the point. to guess, take the office. I guess I was going too far with it. But the point <laughs> was, was that lady won as a result of that wave that was created by Abrams, regardless of whether Abrams wins or not. That she's not. won that race. She beat, she beat that lady when the Democrats couldn't do it themselves with all the billions of dollars oh, into it. Oh, you're talking about how she got, oh, how she, how she won the shit. Okay. She oh, that's what's up. All right, all right, all right. That's win. what's up. We'll and see. Got, okay, we'll see, we see what happened on the floor. We'll see. We'll, she, she won the district. All right, she won the district to get historic spot. All right, all right, guys. She won, Correct. she wants to beat the white lady to get the Democratic nomination. We'll see if they're able to pull this shit off and force a runoff. You know, I still say the shit is a sham. The shit, the pull, no, pull off the, uh, to actually get the runoff. The shit is a sham. You know, period. Just like, this, like, just like that fuck nigga Gillum. Just like that nigga in Florida. They trying to overturn race, elections. Just like he, just like he conceded his race, and now he's saying, "Oh no, fuck that! I want to run off." You know, it, 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 you know, right. like I said, man, where they smoke this fire, I see a lot of bullshit. But. Let's talk about well, General Kelly. Well, what you say okay. really okay, okay, so let's just go to General Kelly who possibly getting fired. Who can be possibly yeah, getting fired by Trump. See the next one up. Yeah. Yeah, none, so none of that's making any sense. 
Shit, it makes perfect sense, but I ain't going to go back and forth with you on that, Doc. makes perfect sense. I, I'm not sure. Do you concede that I She wasn't. She was. She wasn't treated right in Africa. They say they didn't treat her right. So she came back and told the hubby, "Man, this this person has to go." I know he's looking at the head that that lady who's over top of Homeland Security. He's upset with her because she's not enforcing uh, immigration like he would like to see it enforced. Not locking people up and deporting them at a fast enough rate. Um, the, the General Kelly, he's, it's been rumors out there for him for a while. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised uh, if, if it was some movement there um, because that has been rumored. I don't know. If, I know the, the, the Homeland Security has something to do. The NSA has something to do with Melania. Um, General Kelly, I, I have to listen to that um, article <clears throat> to see what's going on. Um, whether or not they they choose the fire, but while we waiting for them to 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 pull that up, I ain't get a chance to respond to Doc and that lady who lost the election by fifty. Uh, he he had enough votes that they can call it. Now we got all of this stuff going on, but the funny thing is, is that we <clears throat> we 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 not having this problem. When, when the Democrats win, when the Democrats is winning, we ain't hearing jack. The race was fair and square. Let's move on. They won all those House seats. You know, uh, people are moving on. They won, they won. But when we have these uh, key contests in which the Republicans won, now all of a sudden there's voter suppression, uh, the the process is messed up. You know, why wasn't the process messed up in Arizona? 
where that Republican lady won the first one, and then we come back with all of these votes that were found. And that overturned that election, and now the Democrat lady is going yet. You know, uh, what's up with that? It's just too many uh, coincidences with these Democrats. They did the same thing to Trump when he won the the national election in 2016. It wasn't no, okay, he won the election fair and square. They took us on a two-year ride talking about a Russian collusion hoax that is yet to be proven, didn't have one shred of evidence that that took place. So my thing is, is we dealing with a situation where every time a Democrat loses, we're going to try to uh, use uh, the mechanism that's in place to overturn the election. Because, see, that's what Stacey Abrams is doing. When you're talking about doing a runoff, you're talking about overturning the results of the election and to do it over based on some provisional ballots. And very rarely in United States elections do provisional ballots even become an issue. Very rare. So uh, we'll see how that pan out. But, you know, something looking mighty fishy, you know, to me. And uh, it's just interesting that the Democrats were selling people on, we're going to win the House. But what has happened is the Republicans maintain control of that Senate so no matter what they do in the House, ain't nothing going down because everything has to go through the Senate. So the Republicans still have the Senate, the presidency, and he just appointed Kavanaugh, which gives them the balance on the uh, judiciary. So a lot of this stuff is just a whole lot of stuff going on. Uh, so that, that that's my piece because I didn't get a chance to respond to Doc okay. on his piece. Oh, that's but, what's up. Yeah. So Thank he, you, Lawrence. Uh, yeah. So this is, what it, this is what it came out. This happened a couple of days ago, too. It says, after uh, clashes with the first lady, Kelly is the next yeah. to exit. Is the next to exit. So John Kelly mired in conflicts with a, a widening array, a widening array of officials from the National Security Council to the office of the First Lady, may soon depart the Trump administration according to several people and officials. Um, what does it all mean? Said Nick, Nick Ayers, Vice President Pence's Chief of Staff, is among those being considered for the job. Three of the people said, though, President Donald Trump has mused about other possible candidates. Um, now, well, the Chief of Staff is like the right-hand man, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, right? The chief of staff. Uh, he sits over top, yeah, he sits over top of the president's staff. Yeah, he sits over top of the president's staff. Yeah. It said Melania Trump has ensured the departure of the White House um, departure of one White House official already, the Deputy National mm-hmm. Security Advisor. There it goes. After she mm-hmm. had a series of run-ins uh, with the First Lady's office. Stephanie Grisham, the First Lady's communication direction director, issued a point 
statement on Tuesday saying, it is the position of the office of the First Lady that she no longer deserves the honor of serving the White House. Man, this bitch firing, his, his woman is firing people. I can't mm-hmm. really, I don't, I don't think Michelle Obama did that. Said an extraordinary and unprecedented move. Tashi, oh, an extraordinary if not unprecedented move for the First Lady's office to publicly call for a firing. That's what I'm saying. I, I didn't think that happened. I haven't heard of no shit like that. She said this, uh, if this may be unprecedented, what she's doing. She had she an issue recall. with that lady when she was in Africa. Something happened over there that Melania mm-hmm. didn't like. One report said that she was trying to shortchange Melania. I don't know what that means. In Africa, was they not covering all the expenses that should have been covered? Because that was a huge, huge trip. Talk about a lot of money. Um mm-hmm. But that's where that is stemming from with that lady coming off that trip from Africa. And she went and snitched on the lady and said she has to be fired. Interesting. Says Kelly's time mm-hmm. as chief of staff for most of the past year has been clouded by controversy and disagreements with Trump and various West Wing staff. Uh, but questions about the failure of the White House recently became the most serious. Uh, after his repeated clashes with National Security Advisor uh, John Bolton and his deputy. Ain't that dude, uh, uh, he's a military man too, right, John Kelly, yes, if I'm general. not mistaken. Right. He's a general. Kelly has also gotten to the, on the wrong side of, Manali, of Melania Trump over staffing issues and travel requests. Some of the disputes with mm-hmm. the East Wing have escalated to the president and several people familiar with that one. What, what what do that all means? I really don't know. I mean, they're just cleaning house. People who get on people's nerves. That's what that shit sound like to me. I heard, but more importantly, I, I heard that the, um, the communications director, that's Sarah Huckabee, about to uh, get up out of there, too. She about to um, leave, too. And she, and now, she some of this stuff is of normal. Shit. Some of this right. stuff is normal because that's a very high stress job <laughs> you know what I mean you get gray hair overnight doing that stuff right there that's a 24-7 some of that turnover is normal like if you look at Obama's administration you would look at George W I guess it was before him you will see a significant amount of turnover some of them people have understanding you know what I mean like when you make federal appointments those are almost like contracts those are not like the like I apply for a federal government job as a clerk and I have a permanent position, those are appointments. So some you will have appointments that has expired and not being renewed. Some, you know, it's just too much. I'm not doing it. So it's sort of hard to tell what the factors are that would cause that turnover, but that's sort of powerful. That's not anything unique to Mr. Trump. Put it like that. It wouldn't be. Right. Nothing really to talk, really nothing to talk about there. It's just keep it moving. Revolving door, pretty much, right? Just yeah. revolving door. Yeah, that's a keep revolving door. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And you need some, you, and you need, to be honest, you need a, uh, a new fresh of um, communication when it comes to dealing with the press anyway. Need somebody who yeah. can, uh, you know, handle those questions. That you need a fresh perspective every couple of years, anyway. You know, every year, because I mean, they deal with them people every single day, 
every single day, answering right. questions. Because, like when Sean Spicer left, they tried to build it up as there was a rift between Trump. But Sean Spicer is one of his biggest supporters, you know, in his book. He's out there doing his thing. So a lot of times there is no love lost now. What the media is trying to do is trying to portray a uh, administration that's in disarray, which by what he's accomplishing is hard to believe. You know, they, they don't pull off the tax cut. They don't pull back the uh, original the, the mandate for Obama so we don't have to do it. It's still there, we don't have to do it. You don't put tariffs on all of these countries. See what I'm saying? So the work they're producing don't sound like <laughs> an administration that is just right. So um, that could be a multiple thing. We have to wait and see. Yeah, no doubt. So I don't think I think I don't think it's unusual. But let's talk about this um, sensitive situations with with, with with black people and the case of uh, Trump. They saying disrespecting black women. Have y'all heard about that shit? about him disrespecting black women and the way he replies to to certain questions. Now, I have to put it on record, he never called that reporter dumb. It's being plastered all over the Internet that he called her dumb. I actually was watching right. that press conference. I actually okay. saw, because he did that outside of the Oval Office. He was, you know, I guess that was, I don't, it wasn't in the Rose Garden, but either way. When um, she asked him the question about um, about the assign um, oh, the new guy, the new, when the new guy was coming in, who's going to head the uh, who's going to what's, what's the new dude that he just got that he just brought in? And he asked him was he was basically this new guy? Yeah, Whitaker yeah. was he going to silence the whole like you know put Mueller. the damn muzzle on the Mueller investigation? Yes. And he said that he said that was a dumb question. Yes. He said it was a dumb question. Now, yes. saying someone asked a dumb question is not saying that you are fucking dumb. You just posed right. a dumb question. And I'm like, see, I, I said this is and how it was this a dumb goes. question. That is a dumb question. We've all been asked dumb. We've all <laughs> either stated or heard a dumb question before. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was all that was said. And now you got this shit. Where's the black man fighting for black women? Well, you know, how, how you going to let this man uh, disrespect, you know, your black your black women, you know? He said much worse. To the, I mean, he was really raw in that interview. I saw that interview by the helicopter. He was yeah. giving it to them all. Really. Exactly. She wasn't unique. And she asked a dumb question, and she got it. And he pointed at a, a dumb fucking question. Yeah. Period. And then he, I tell you the good one that he said though. The the good one I think if anybody had had the right to be mad, it probably was uh, Maxine Waters. If anybody should be mad, it should be Maxine Waters. That nigga said this bitch got a low IQ. <laughs> you have she's a low IQ thinking person. And to me yeah. that that. The exchange between that her and him are going to be damn good because that woman that you just now said has low IQ now sits on the on the major boards of the bank and all other type of regulatory boards. So to me, 
and you talk about straight up political theater, that shit's going to be good. Because now you got to literally deal with her. You know, you got to deal with Maxine. Maxine's going to be talking a whole lot of shit, but we have that Senate Mm -hmm. that everything must go through. Period. Right. So all they're going to do is use those House positions as a means of, we want to go through a two-year prolonged campaign Kavanaugh style. That's what we're about to see. Like the same way they use Kavanaugh, the grandstand, and uh, that's what we're about to see now. So all they're going to do is bring up these issues to, you know, keep people riled up uh, going into 2020. True. Yeah, because the House can't do anything. Maxine going around talking about all these financial bills she going to pass. She she of herself or the House of Representatives can't pass nothing. The Senate does that. Right. So, that's true. That's true. It's going to be great. That's why I said it's going to be some edified political theater. Uh, and, and, and what did I tell you about Nancy Pelosi? What did I tell you? I, last yeah. Wednesday I told people, I said it, I said it, I said it. I said people do not want her to be the uh, speaker of the house. Mm-hmm. Why? Because she is going to. She, I said, she is going to work with him. She's going to do that. Mm-hmm. And case in case in point, she did a sit down interview the other day. They asked her, "Was she impeached?" She said, "No." She said, "We're not even playing." She basically said, "We're not playing that game." Mm-hmm. And that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. That rubbed a lot of people because Nancy is about, like I said, fulfilling her legacy. And I said she wants to go down in history as the Democrat that brought that man to the table and got got them to work together. She wants to go. She wants to go out like that. And how do I know there's an inner battle going on between the Democrats because of oh, Nancy yeah. Pelosi? You know what they did? They sent that young Latina chick. To go, they, this, this new booty that they just who just got elected, this new broad, this Cesario chick, the, the young little socialist from New York. They are they already make already? She said they saying, "Bitch, you got to put in that work, because you know you really ain't even supposed to be here. You really know what's going on. So we're gonna, so you have to do what we say." She organized a fucking sit down protest in front of Nancy Pelosi's office about. Green, like a green initiative. Bitch, do you understand that Nancy Pelosi come from California? Do you understand? That bitch is always about creating green shit. Like, for real. So that's how I knew. That's how I know it is a ploy by parts of the Democratic Party to make sure Nancy does not get that speaker position because they're always going to, because they're going to run somebody against her. But if they can sway enough of the party to say, we need some new, we need new blood. We need a new voice because Nancy is not going to do what we want. Mm -hmm. See, Nancy old enough and been in politics long enough to understand that they need to get shit done. Right. They need, she need, we need to Correct. get that shit done because that, that grandstanding Correct. and all that shit that y'all got planned is not going to It's not, not going to get work. it done. It's she not going to get shit done. Yeah. And, and that broad is old enough and seen politics long enough to understand that 
a lot of people in position can kind of go down in history, you ask me, and I think she all about her fucking legacy, and she ain't stupid. She She's just not mm-hmm. stupid. I was watching her interview live, and you can see all the fucking Democratic people. We need new blood. She needs to go. Mm-hmm. She needs to go. That's all you kept. kept that's that's all how I those communists do. That's right. how they she do. needs to go. Right. I said that shit, and to me, that was, I think I tagged you in it, didn't I put you in that one? I said, see, there it is. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. I mean, we would much rather have Pelosi in that position than that wild-eyed girl and the crew that she's rolling with in a position, because it'll get real, real messy real fast. Absolutely. We sure would. And old-ass Nancy been around long enough. I thought I saved that interview with her doing that shit down. And people was calling her arrogant because she knows she's going to get the seat. She's like, I've been here long enough to know. You know, she said, I'm confident. She said, I'm 100% confident that I'm going to get that speaker position. (laughs) But it is an internal conflict going on within the party. Because she about that business. The extreme left versus the extreme stream, extreme all the way left. They're fighting each other. <laughs> the ultra left. They like to call it the, the ultra right, yeah. nigga. The ultra the, left. The motherfuckers so far left, man. Everything for free. And give us all your money to pay for it. You know, that left. Oh. Yeah. So what is, okay, so like I said, there's infighting going on amongst the Democratic Party. So being, yeah. to me, here we go, being that... Now, I'm going to give somebody, I might give this one, I might be giving this chick a little bit more credit than she probably is worthy of, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. Uh, You see, Candace, the black woman conservative, starting to step up to the plate, Mm -hmm. starting to make strides, got movements going within the Republican Party. What does the Democratic Party do as a counter to that? I don't know if anybody's paid attention, but they put up a lot of female Nubian candidates on the Democratic side. Yes. Unprecedented. Now, you're talking about unprecedented. Never has this many black women held public office. It It has always been true that black women have been the backbone of mm. the Democratic mm. Party when it comes to black votes. It's been it's been it's been black women. Yeah. Okay? It's been black women. And so they said, okay, you know what? We might be losing. We we we're starting to lose a demographic. We're, start, yep. we're starting to see a little change going on the Republican side. We're starting to see it. Remember last week when I gave you all those um those black women, they were all conservative black women. Yes. All those were conservatives. Okay. None of them got so pressed, did, but yes. Right. So the Democratic, the Democratic side did the same thing, but they mm-hmm. they got the press. I want you all to listen to this one, and this is in the state of Tennessee. Twenty Nubian women ran for office and won and beat mm-hmm. all white candidates. Okay? I said... I said the Democratic Party is is playing to hold the base for real. Yes. They put a whole bunch of money behind black women. 
told yeah. them, look, run for office. We will back you. Yeah. They won. This is this is strategic. Don't think it by any means is not. So let's take let's take a listen. I want you to hear this. I want you to hear these women. I was kind of like, oh, it kind of had me a little bit in my feelings, Mr. Lowry, because I was like, damn, I like, I, I was loving looking at them and, and watching them win, but I'm like, I see how they're being played too. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand it's the, same the tactic. Game. Yeah, I understood yes, the tactic. Same game. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Oh man, please tell me that I didn't lose my connection. Oh, hold on. Oh, shit. Hold on. Yep, I did. Nobody told me in the AP there was no set. Oh, Don has the mic. Don, are you here? Don, are you around? Come on. Don, Don Nicoleone, come on in. Somebody wave to Don. I, I want to play this clip. There you go. Hey, can you play this clip for me? Girl, Please. I was making sandwiches. I'm so busy. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Drop the link I the f- in the yes. after party. Yeah, come on. Hurry okay, up. here it is again. Thank you. All right, see what happens. All right. I'd be glad I'm here because goddamn Larry and, and so, Doc ain't no goddamn good. Ain't worth a hill of goddamn beans. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you want, this, this, this top portion right here? Yes. This uh yes. the video with the wine glass that's playing right now? Yes. Okay. All right. Oh, a wave of African American women elected in Tennessee. Diverse candidates running in this year's midterms. It's a wave that's happening from coast to coast, up and down the ticket. The result is especially clear in one particular area of Tennessee in the South, Shelby County, which includes the city of Memphis, where at least 20 women have already won in the primary and general races this year. Eight of those groundbreaking women and one of their campaign managers, all African-American women, many of whom are first-time candidates, met up with all-in correspondent Tremaine Lee to share their stories. We're here at the National Civil Rights Museum. So clearly there's something special happening here in Memphis. What is happening here? It was exciting when the voters clearly made a choice to elect at least 20-plus women into office this year. So that's very exciting. Not just women, but black women. Black women. I mean, as you can see nationwide, there has been an interest in black women stepping from behind the scenes and actually running for office. Uh, In Shelby County, we sprinkle black girl magic all across the field. Everywhere. Uh, Everywhere. Everywhere. My kids actually worked on my campaign. My daughter was at every event with me. I grew up with a single mom. I've been the woman who was on public assistance. I've been the woman who had to sleep in the car with her kids. This is uh, one of your classes? These are our practical nursing students. I own actually Tennessee's only black-owned nursing school. When I started my school, um, I started because there were not very many opportunities for post-secondary education to those who didn't have a traditional pathway in life, much like me. So it led me to start being more involved in my community, more, more outside of my business, and that's how I got into politics. Was there ever a moment of doubt when you said, you know, maybe this is too much? There are people who now believe in me that didn't even know who I was. 
um, people who have invested in me, people who have showed up to work for me, I can't quit. I can't let them down. Are we at a point where black women in particular are finally getting the respect they deserve or there's still a lot of work to do? I just think more women are starting to feel like they can take charge and they can, they can be in leadership positions. And um, people are tired. I mean, they want to change. They want to see someone in office who gets things done and who gets things done but women. How many of y'all are first-time candidates? This old dumbass nigga. I hate this fucking interviewer. I made history as well. Uh, first woman and African-American to hold the circuit court court seat. It was just an amazing. I'm a first-time candidate. I actually made history as well. Positions. And um, people are tired. I mean, they want to change. The respect they deserve, or there's still a lot of work to do? I just think I was. Um, people who have invested in me, people who have showed up to work for me, I can't quit. I can't let them down. Are we at a point where black women in particular are finally getting the respect they deserve, or there's still a lot of work to do? I just think... That nigga said, are we at a point where black women are getting the respect they deserve, or do they still got a lot of more work to do? <laughs> <laughs> and they can, they can be in leadership positions. And um, people are tired. I mean, they want to change. They want to see someone in office who gets things done and who gets things done but women. How many of y'all are first? Wait a minute. Now, if they're judges, though, so what they going to do, just let everybody get, give everybody a pat on the back? They're they not all judges. Not well, all. That, well, that bitch is. Ain't she? Yes. It don't yeah. fucking matter. The whole yeah. point of that bitch is. That's right. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Right. Because if Sananda be a fucking judge, she ain't giving nobody no slack. Well, I don't give a fuck if you a nigga or not. Sananda will give you fuck. You wrong, you wrong, motherfucker. God damn, you going to jail for this first, for your first speeding ticket, motherfucker. Bet you know now. You ain't going to pay no fine. You going to jail. Sananda lock your ass up. <laughs> <laughs> Candidate, I actually made history as well. Uh, first woman and African American to hold the circuit court court seat. It was just an amazing feeling to not only represent Shelby County, but to show my children that they can do whatever they want if they put their mind to it. I think maybe sometimes that the young people thought that they couldn't be elected. And I just wanted to show them, step out, show them that that women can be elected. My campaign made sure that we let young people know you have an opportunity to be involved, you have an opportunity to sit in these seats, and you have an opportunity to make change. So at 27, the youngest among this amazing group of of candidates, how does it feel to represent not just being a, a black woman, but a young black woman? We galvanized young people, and we went to the streets. We went back to our old community roots. We talked to people. When you give us qualified, strong black candidates, we will turn out to the polls and vote. 
How many of you all have uh, beat guys to get to where you are now? <laughs> how does that feel? It feel kind of good? I am a woman. Hear me roar. <laughs> it, it did. I mean, I, I too, beat a, a long-time incumbent for my seat, and it was just um, a matter of just saying, you know what, why not me? I've been in the state house. And I told you I've worked 35 years and four months as a teacher, and I've been in the state house for 21 years. You get called girl. Mm. Can you believe that? Yes. So listen, just call me Barbara, Miss Barbara, Miss Cooper, Representative Cooper, but just call me by my name. You have to work harder than everybody else. You have to work longer than everybody else. You have to be smarter. You have to show up earlier. It's hard to run for office as a woman. We had to fight a different way in order to gain respect from the men um, that we were sitting next to. This is one of our largest African-American communities in the, in the county. Despite what our ancestors had to go through as slaves on the plantation, they decided to build and keep their families here. They built their homes on top of ground where the slaves once lived. And what does it mean for y'all to represent your communities, especially with these deep uh, historic roots to these communities? A black girl got in the parade this year. And as we were walking down the street, I'll, I'll never forget this moment, the women were bringing their girls up to us to try to take pictures. It's almost like they just can't believe someone who looks like them, someone who looks like their mother is on TV, holding a microphone, standing and talking to a large crowd of people, or walking in the street. So, Nev, I got a question. You remember that white guy that was a representative of uh, Memphis? They took it, and they must have took his seat, one of them. The white guy. Now, that was over the district in Memphis with all the figures. Yeah, uh -huh, yeah. Uh -huh. that, that's probably the one yeah. she said, the long-running sitting uh, candidate that she beat. So, so but, you know, the point of me playing this is that the Democrats are putting money behind the black women to run. They are selecting them to run for office like never before. So I said, okay, where's your proof? Mm -hmm. well, you know what I'm saying? That shit quite simple. 
You know what I'm saying? Then we got to figure out, you know what I'm saying, all different contracts, get some of these black-ass niggas down there in Tennessee to get the fucking contracts. In Memphis, it's quite simple. Hey, white people does it all the time once they take seats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong? You know what I'm saying? Now these niggas making money, fixing the fucking houses, bidding on the contracts, all that shit, doing it the right way, and boom, they're awarded the contract of the construction, reconstruction contract. It's quite simple now. Quite simple. But I mean, I, I, I may like not know that. Now. Yeah. And I, mean, I, I would I, like I, to see I, a I, lot of motherfucking money going to the mom and pops. Because I saw a little raggedy-ass fucking mom and pop's restaurant. They need to rebuild that for them. You know what I'm saying? That type of shit. Yep. Yep. Right. I just want to see what they would do now. It doesn't matter how they got there. It's what you're going to do now that you're here. Yes. Let that be known again, please, Mr. Larry. <laughs> it don't matter how you got there. Now what you going to do? <clears throat> that's the telltale sign. I mean, that that, that, that's going to be it. Question. So are they going to take? So that's my point. Like, because when you mm-hmm. are backed, when you are depending on who back you, are you going to be able to get what needs to be done for the community, or is there another agenda at play? That's what I'm saying when it comes to these to these sisters that got all these. That they just got basically they're controlling major parts of Memphis. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, well, like, what you gonna do to for the shit that's really what they to be gonna done. do is we just sit back and watch because whatever whatever they was telling the Memphis motherfuckers is what they was gonna do. Memphis heard it and came out and voted for the bitches. So all we do now is sit back and watch. Mm-hmm. We don't question the women. We sit back and watch. We ain't gonna be no niggas to these bitches. Well, what you plan on doing? Fuck that. We just sit back and watch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Goddamn it, shit. We ain't, we ain't we ain't no black man. We ain't no goddamn. Uh, you know what I'm saying? This is this one of us anyway at the end of the day, whether a Democrat put the bitches in or not. We just sit back and, and hope for the best. You know what I'm saying? Because Memphis has been a rundown for a long goddamn time, so let's see if they can run it up. Right. Let's just watch. That's the thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I really hope it because right. one of the girls made a statement like, we can really do it, you know? We can do this. <laughs> well, then, yeah, let's just watch you do this because I think it would be a great phenomenon because we have not seen no one, no one, Keep Memphis black, but have it beautified. We haven't seen no one do that. You know what I'm saying? When they want to beautify, that's a regentrification going in. You push niggas out to do that. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And then yeah. white folks going to be riding their bikes up and down, goddamn, and walking their damn little poodles where goddamn Orange Mound is. Motherfucker, the roughest part in Tennessee. But it's a new nigga on the block. Well, I, mean, I will say I know some investors out there that's that's doing big shit out there, nigga investors. You know, talking about the change that's going on in Memphis and and all that. And it's interesting because he's telling the the long, you know, the people that have been in Memphis for years who own homes. He was he telling them, and it's interesting. He's telling them don't sell. He's saying hold mm-hmm. on to your shit. He's telling them not to not sell, and it's usually the other way around. And he was, I don't know this, because I'm not familiar with Memphis, obviously, but he was talking about all the, the counties, like, because he lies up a lot of shit, you know. He, he, they don't brother, went from, I noticed the scene, they don't went from the Civil Rights fucking museum on this mm-hmm. fucking interview to standing in front of CME Baptist Church. <laughs> 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 you got the white 
the video clip to see this shit. Because in the beginning it says we're here right now with these women, blah, 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 at the Civil Rights Museum. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next thing he's in front of a fucking church. <laughs> like, Damn. Mm. Okay, never mind. Sorry. No, I, I, I will say um, I, our current mayor, Muriel Bowser, she was the youngest black woman ever to hold the office of mayor over Washington, D.C. I, I actually support her. I put some pictures up one day, but I actually supported her. I worked on her campaign when she first got into office. A lot of that How language. How she do? How she do? Uh, the niggas are getting the fuck out of Southeast, which is probably the last remaining stronghold right now. I don't understand uh, what you're saying. I didn't, I didn't get that answer. Uh, they, they, they are redeveloping over Southeast. There's gentrification going on. So and she's she a black she, woman. She, she's a black woman. She was the youngest black woman. That was the campaign pitch. That's how we got her into office. And what was the campaign pitch? Because she was just the youngest black. Let's let her make she history. She was the That's youngest like black first. And then once she got in that bitch, yeah. niggas got to move out of Southeast. And once she got up in that, <laughs> yeah. she gave all those contracts to those white people. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah well, hey. Yeah. Y'all like black. Y'all like black. Y'all yeah. Love y'all from black. Yeah. So, so we got to see, like you said, I guess we, I ain't going to question them. I mean, it, it goes back to what you said in another show where we talked about what last show, show for last, goddamn. It's getting to the point that when a black candidate comes, think very goddamn carefully. You know, because that's the conduit they get into. Because, see, they can't come and just get into these thick, thick strongholds like Southeast and Memphis. So they simply promote, you know, or back a black candidate. Black, 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 black. And we happy with that. Yeah. We happy with that. Yeah. Yeah, but the contract goes to the Caucasians and push you the fuck out your goddamn homegrown town, your city. And you don't even get the money. These black countries ain't getting shit. Yeah, but that's not how it works, man. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's why you should never vote for black, because black people still hate each other. And they mm. still have self-hate. That takes a long time to, uh, yeah. that's going to take plenty. I mean, you know what I'm saying? We don't we don't know how to, and we're afraid to give, see, the only motherfucker that actually did that shit in Atlanta, and I ain't never seen this shit ever again, the black mayor gave everybody black the contract to build Atlanta, the underground Atlanta, all types of shit. Mm. Every fucking thing. They motherfuckers walked out of that bitch rich. These niggas were school, some were school teachers and bid it for it. When Atlanta right. got their first black mayor. Not yeah. Abernathy. No, hell no. Not fucking was Abernathy. Was it Young? Uh, I think it came in right after Andrew Young. I think it was either okay. Maynard or, um, yeah, it might have been Andrew or Maynard. You know what I'm okay. saying? Or that Bill mm-hmm. guy. Now, Bill stopped Freaknik, which was smart. But, um, yeah I, yeah, I think it was one of them, but I know for sure it wasn't Abernathy. But I can ask because they're still living. They're about 80, 90 years old sitting on a ton of money. But I Maynard noticed Jackson. that. I noticed that it was Maynard. Yeah, okay. Because um, I noticed that, um, like, when, when um, Shirley Franklin came in and built up, uh, what that shit called, the black mayor built up Atlantic Station. That's all crackers that built, got them contracts. Them was all white boys. Atlanta Station, the new spot. So, you know, I got all the big upper-end shopping plazas, dealers, all that shit. But, yeah, ain't no niggas have a hand in that. 
They didn't get them mm. contracts. But right. one mayor did, and it had to be Maynard Jackson. Yeah, had to be Maynard Jackson that, that I mean, everybody came out rich when he became mayor. Motherfuckers mm. was fucking school teachers talking about shit. Let me bid. Mm. <laughs> like, let me bid for a building. Goddamn, right. I some shit. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So we'll see what happens. That's very hard because people are afraid. But when it's a black city like that, you should not be afraid. Give all the contracts to Nubians, to black people. You know what I'm saying? Well, Marion Barry did the same thing in D.C., and they came and wiped his ass out. That's why they They were mad at him. They tried, didn't they? We kept putting him back in office, and then they put us in receivership. (laughs) The feds came and took us over. But that's why they was mad at him. He did the same thing that mayor did in Atlanta. He started requiring that a certain amount of business went to black people. Then he put a residency requirement. You couldn't work for the government unless you lived in D.C. And at that time, Mm. it was like 60, 70%. That's smart. Yeah. So uh, they got real mad. That one was underneath for all of that, why they were chasing the man and all of that. Yeah, That's man, really I mean, when you're in situations like that, man, you, 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 you I mean, God damn, you got to be fair to your own people. Don't be afraid because yes. you're a house nigga now. Sneak some goddamn <laughs> ribs and macaroni and cheese out to them motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Give them the best. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You didn't have to feed them the intestines of the white man. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Of the yeah. fucking goddamn pig. You didn't have to feed them that. You could have goddamn put, put a nice big-ass ham. Honey glazed ham, ready for them too, out there, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You didn't have to go out and give them the scraps. It was the niggas that gave right. the niggas the scraps. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So no, nah, no, nah, fuck that. But I think, yeah, but they are afraid to do a lot like that. You know, they're afraid. So we'll see what happens. You know what I'm saying? They probably scared they'll end up like another uh, Kwame, Kwame Kilpatrick or something. They set his ass up. Yeah. They, you know, they probably That's afraid. Hell. They made a fucking example out of Kwame and and little Jesse Jr. Yeah, yeah he went <laughs> to jail. No <laughs> Jesse Jr. Y'all doing too much. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, it's, I, I, I don't know if it's worth it for your people, though, so the white man can set you down and, and, and incriminate you and create re- fake, fake, receive fake witnesses and all of that. I don't know if it's worth uh-huh. it for your people because the iniquities of the Amorites is not yet fulfilled. So, yeah, you're going to come right. out with great substance, but the iniquity, these motherfuckers got down. Amorites, man, they're they, they going to create some That's shit on your ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a dangerous game to play when it comes to politics. You know what I'm saying? Um, it has to be game. balanced. It has to be balanced. You're going to have to be able to balance it and know what you're doing. Now, yeah, no, no, nigga, they not, and the only way a nigga going to know what they're doing is if the crackers tell them this is what you do. If you do anything basically. outside of that, motherfucker, that's your ass. Yes, basically. Yeah. So, basically. I mean, they still run the world, baby. Ain't nothing you can do about it. But you want it in their house, but they're going to tell you how the fuck you're going to live in it. That's just how they roll. Right. No matter how many right. niggas in the house, that one cracker will still tell your ass how to fucking live in his shit. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, that's just how it go. That's so, just how it is. You know? 
Yeah, mm-hmm. well, at least they made history. If they still on the print history books before the world is destroyed, <laughs> then right. they make it in the book. If not, then you goddamn ain't no need. You ain't make shit. <laughs> it ain't gonna be on Black History in 2040. Won't be in Black History Month in Magic. You won't be in that book, bitch. <laughs> 3,050, year 3,050, bitch. Because you got to depend on the white man to do that. On Texas, Texas. To write you in that motherfucker. But I do understand what you're saying now. Because you're looking down the road that this would now become a narrative that the woman going into 2020, they're going to run another woman for office. Whether it be Hillary or... Oh, I told you. I already told you, Camilla. Camilla is up. Yeah, that's her girl. You know, yeah, they they might be tapping her, but I'm just saying, overall, that the Democrats are are, are using. I mean, they 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 using they using black women, and we're gonna see more and more of it. We're gonna see more and more black women in office, more and more and more. So that's all. And it was interesting you made the correlation to how Candace is being treated as opposed to how those women are being treated. But on the surface, they're both doing the same thing. Because the lady I said she so. went to the young people. She went to the streets. Right, went, <laughs> to, the, went to the streets. And that's, and that's yeah. the power, to me, of, of, of sisters, of women, because as mm-hmm. women, as mothers, we can reach that reach the youth in a different type of manner than any man can. And I said, damn. And then when I when I saw that and then I just see the, the landscape as a whole, I said, they really about to start um, selecting and picking mm-hmm. black women to head a lot of their agenda. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Like Don said, I'm not going to uh, judge. I mean, I'm not going to question them and just watch to see what happens but man that's the show that came that right. last hour went fast man again thank you uh mr larry as always yeah. doc for coming in the one and only don nicoleon we do it again next um wednesday y'all get ready for the don nicoleon show in the new day man the greatest show on earth we do it again man y'all be good y'all be safe peace we out Pharaoh, i got it for free Where my real nigga radio? There we go. Real nigga radio.